Blog Talk Radio. Hello and welcome to Action Radio. This is Greg Penglis coming to you from the historic district of downtown Milton on the banks of the beautiful Blackwater River. And now let's get into Action Radio. Okay, I'm sort of tempted to apologize for the title of the show today. I did get a little carried away, but it, it, it seems to fit. Uh, today's title is The GOP Goober's Political Masturbation Debate at the Reagan Library. Political masturbation I'm defining as talking a lot, but not really accomplishing anything. <laughs> it just seems appropriate. So that's why, that's why I put it in there. So feel free to comment on that. Like I say, I usually don't go that overboard with my titles, but today just seemed to make sense. Anyway, so waiting on Bill Fecky to join us. And then we've got uh, Wendy uh, Arthur with the Oh My God Report, uh, Bill Fecky with the, the uh, Fecky Report, uh, Bonnie Nesbitt with the B Word, uh, and then we've got uh, Bianca Von Krieg with the Progressive Report. So we are all over the place today. Uh, it's so much fun. That, what makes it fun is that we have all these different reporters uh, from all across the country. You know, we're East Coast to West Coast. And this is just this is a great day. So I love Wednesdays because it's a full boat. Uh, I don't have to talk at all. I can just, uh, you know, let everybody go and say, hey, what do you think? <laughs> let's see what happens. All right. Well, let's see what happens. Hold on tight. Action Radio presents the Fecky Report. Action Radio Land, the hey, Greganator. What's going on? <laughs> the Greganator. You know, you, you're going to have to come up with a new one every week. Pretty soon you're going to run out. It's going to be interesting, but by that point, you can probably recycle them. Um, I just, I got, I got a little, uh, <laughs> I guess, overboard with my title today, but it just seemed to make sense. So I'm calling uh, the show today the GOP Goober's Political Masturbation Debate at the Reagan Library. Uh, political masturbation being where you talk a lot, but you don't actually accomplish anything. <laughs> it just seemed to fit. What do you think? Oh, I mean, well, isn't that all politicians in general, though? Um, no, no, no. I mean, talk, Trump promise, speaks. Promise, promise. Um, yeah, Trump's the exception. Yeah, a lot of politicians, yes. But the thing is, they're engaging with this together. So this would be a political circle. Anyway, I'm not going to go further, but you know what I mean. <laughs> they're all gathered around a little arc yeah. there. But the, but the problem is, the reason I called this uh, specifically is because, as we talked about with Christina Bob yesterday, the primary is over. Trump's won. I mean, no, yeah. nobody's even close. So there's no reason for this. The, the, what they should be doing, and what everybody's saying, is they should be, you know, going against the Democrats and forming a unified front and looking into vote fraud and seeing how they can make better precincts and better, uh, you know, state uh, stuff and get rid of uh, everything they can and uniting behind a, a single message. That's what Democrats would be doing. If they were in the same position, well, they actually are, and they're, and they're doing it behind a complete moron. You know, who not through, I guess, no fault of his own at this point, two brain aneurysms and mental decline. Um, but even at his best, he was still a corrupt, horrible parasite, you know, uh, you know, bribe taking leech of a politician. That was in his good days. <laughs> now he's the same thing, only he's not. He, he's like mentally, you know, I, I guess not. He has no idea what's going on or he does. And he's hiding it really well. Anyway, point being that uh, the goobers are, are doing nothing, but they might feel good doing it. <laughs> <laughs> Hence the logic of my show this morning. Yeah. What do you think? So, uh, yeah, I mean, I won't watch tonight at all. Um, there's no sense to watching it. Um, all mm-hmm. a bunch of people uh, slobbering over each other about how much better they think they are. Uh, but in actuality, like you said, 
when when the closest competitor is at 13 percent, uh, mm-hmm. that's not really competition. Um, mm-hmm. It's not competition at all. Uh, Nick, Nikki Haley has overtaken um, uh, Ron DeSantis in many uh, polls, uh, state polls. I know she has in New Hampshire, um, and that just doesn't bode well for him. So he is throwing out uh, the last desperation, and we're going to see Ali Frazier 4. No, actually, we're going to be seeing uh, <laughs> Gavin Newsom versus Ron DeSantis in a Hannity yeah, debate. Yeah, what, what, so, what do you think uh, about that? I'm curious. So it, it helps both of them. And this oh. is what I mean by that. With, this with is what whom? I mean by this is that you have two totally contrasting ideologies. Um, you have Ron, DeS- uh, Ron DeSantis, who is uh, he he just keeps doubling and tripling down on uh, fighting the woke agenda and kind of ignoring mm-hmm. everything else that's happening in the world. Right. Um, and then you got uh, Gavin Newsom, who is the king of woke. Yeah, just say, he is the woke agenda. Um, <laughs> <laughs> he is the woke agenda. Right. Um, you know, so you know, you got so both sides are going to come out on top, and both and both sides are going to claim victory, and both sides mm-hmm. are going to be correct uh, because Ron DeSantis most likely will keep fighting the woke agenda. Uh, mm-hmm. but the people on the right will cheer him on. Everyone on the left is going to cheer on Newsom as he as he defends the woke agenda, um, and then he he'll he'll say how bad guns are and how Florida killed so many people during COVID. Um, I mean, it, it, all this has been talking points that <laughs> he definitely regurgitate. Kill, kill people, kill businesses, killed schools, killed school children's spirit. I mean, they, they kill. I mean, they kill everything. The left, that's what they do. But uh, I, I feel kind of uh, uh, disappointed and vindicated at the same time because I proposed several months ago that uh, Trump and Kennedy do a discussion. In fact, I even had Chadwick Moore, the author of Tucker, Tucker's biography, uh, and I said, "Hey, please." Talk to Tucker Carlson. See if you can, uh, you know, make a suggestion that he get both Trump and uh, Kennedy. Uh, and Kennedy is amazingly popular with with Republicans. I was watching uh, Turning Point, uh, Charlie Kirk yesterday, uh, talking about this, and he's more popular with Republicans than Democrats. So it would have made perfect sense for those two to get together, but you know, missed opportunity. Um, but I'm just wondering if someone listened okay, to the show so, and said, "Let's get the other two together. Let's see if they can do it." <laughs> anyway, go ahead. No, uh, you know the DeSantis Newsom thing has been going has been talked about for months and months and months. By whom? Um, and who's behind it? Who? Where, who? Who uh, put up the money? Of, what? Uh, DeSantis okay. is the first one to challenge him. Um, right. And this was, I want to say, even well, like early or late last year, maybe or early this year. Okay, and so this has been going for a while. Around, All right. I, yeah, I didn't yeah, know that. It, it, this is not a new thing. Um, why okay. it's happening now is very obvious. Uh, DeSantis is on life support. He needs something to get, it, get himself in the spotlight. Uh, he's not Gavin in the spotlight. Some, yeah. Gavin, well, I mean, he's, he's going to be on Hannity. Yeah. Well, he's going to be on Hannity. Hannity does have a, uh, a very good following, and this may give him a little bit of boost if he really performs well. And, and really hands it to Newsom. Um, I I don't know if he can. He's not a very good debater. Uh, so it, it you know Gavin Newsom is a very good debater and really handed it to Hannity a couple of weeks. Yeah, ago. see, I see Newsom. Newsom's going to win this because first of all, he's not even a candidate. So why would why would a candidate who's second in the polls for his party debate somebody who's not even a candidate for their party? That to me is curious. Well, be- 
Well, because uh, th- this is the kickstart of the Gavin Newsom for president campaign. Yeah. And why yeah. why Ron DeSantis has agreed to help out a Democrat governor that, quote, unquote, he does not like um, really is suspicious. See, that's the weird and part. I, the Senate yeah, is everything to lose like said, and it's, it's, Newsom is in the game. Yeah, selfish. Okay. It, it's selfishness well, on DeSantis's part because he really knows that he's on life support and he need, and he's grabbing at anything he can to get into the spotlight and this will give him his 15 minutes of fame or 15 minutes of tragedy depending on how it ends up. <laughs> well, did you hear Christina Bobby yesterday when she talked about DeSantis? I mean, it was hysterical. I don't know if you got a chance. To no, listen. I didn't get a chance to listen to that yet. Oh, you've got to. Oh, she's like he's he, you know his his political career is over. I don't necessarily agree with that. I think he can still be a decent governor, but she said he's toast. He's not going to win now. He's not going to win in twenty twenty eight. You know, but he but my husband. So why is he doing this? What's going on? He said, well, he wants to be Donald Trump. You know, he wants to he wants all the the attention and the uh, you know the accolades and he wants the respect and he says, but he, he hasn't earned it. He hasn't done it enough to earn that. He's not going to be Donald Trump. So you've got to listen to it. It was hysterical. I mean, she really slammed him down. Uh, it was funny. We talked about another thing, too. And I asked her point blank. I said, uh, why are these people doing this? Uh, the primary is, is, has been won by Donald Trump. Uh, I said, are these people so egotistical? And she says, yes. I haven't even asked the question yet. <laughs> I said, are they so egotistical that they value winning the presidency and losing the country over having Trump win the presidency and saving the country? And she said, yes, they do. This is terrible. Okay, so, so part of it is about, okay, so you, you have a bunch of different people up there. Uh, mm-hmm. Most of them are globalists. Uh, mm-hmm. One of them is a Soros plant. Um, Go ahead, name names. A, oh, Come on, name names. Um, oh, I can't name his name because I don't know how to pronounce it. <laughs> oh, it's called Vivek, Ob- we, we pronounce it Vivek Obama Swampy. So just remember, Obama Swampy, okay. that's his name. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I call him Rosh Hashanbi. Yeah, Rosh Hashanbi. <laughs> Ramashami. Even though he's not, even though he's not Jewish, I shouldn't. Uh, what do you call refer him? To him What's his name again? Rosh Hashanbi. Rosh Hashanbi. Rosh Hashanbi. Well, it means Rabbi. If he came out of the show and talked like this, he's from Brooklyn, and my name is uh, Ramashami. You know, uh, Goldbergmanstein. <laughs> for, uh, well, honestly, it, it wouldn't. Su- it wouldn't surprise me with him that he would be the too? one that. Where, yeah, it wouldn't surprise me that he would single, you know, kind of like a, a Biden all over again, depending on who he oh. talks to. He has a little bit of blood in him. Uh, He's Indian that, Jewish. That, he has so what? Gefilte fish with curry? Yeah. Oh, come on. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, you know, um, so, but, you know, uh, Nikki Haley, which mm-hmm. I, I always happen to like, but, you know, when she got to the U.N., she really showed her true, true colors. Mm-hmm. Um, Tim Scott is still one of my favorites, but this is all about 2028. This isn't about 2024. Oh, that's uh, an interesting thought. Okay, yeah, tell me more. Yeah, because, I'm now. Yeah. okay, so Tim Scott, right. he's been slowly making a name for himself because he is in the Senate right now. Uh, uh-huh. But you're looking at a Mike Pence who's doing absolutely nothing right now. He's uh, a traitor. You're looking. He's yeah, already done oh, his yeah. bit. But, <laughs> yeah, we, he's saying we know. Trump. He's, uh, but he, but you're yeah, looking at he Nikki Haley. Okay. Yeah, but Nikki Haley, she's doing nothing right now. You know, mm-hmm. these guys don't have a job. So they how are they going to oh. stay in the public eye if they're not doing something? You know, and this is the whole thing why they kept saying Ron DeSantis needed to run for president now instead of wait until 2028 because there'd be two years from 2026 to 2028 that he didn't have a position of, of power. 
Well, that's good because you don't want it. If you're running for president, that's a full-time job. So if he had two successful goober terms as the gubernator of Florida, that would put him in a really good position to run in 2028. In fact, he, he lost that when he ran now. And we, we, none of us thought he was that stupid, but apparently he is that stupid, <laughs> which is, or he's that egotistical or that susceptible to uh, bribes and flattery, because I don't see why else he did it. But here's a question I have. Uh, my, one of my big problems with politics has always been that uh, we don't get to freely choose who we want to, run, to be in office. We get to freely choose from amongst the people the Democrats and Republicans give us. And so in that respect, if you look at the Goober debate tonight, these are all deep state donor dependent, you know, uh, apparatchiks, you know, the, Nikki Haley, you know, uh, Ron DeSantis, um, all these folks, Swampy, they're all deep state dependent, every one of them. And so I don't want any one of them to run. Tim Scott might be the exception. And I'm not, I'm not, uh, I'm not as familiar. I need to look more into Tim Scott. He might have uh, some of his independence still there. I think he does. But for the rest of them, they're just deep state hacks. That's the way I see it. I don't see it as much as 2028, so much as these are the people you get to choose from. And if it weren't for Donald Trump and Robert Kennedy, all we'd have to choose from would be who the deep state GOP Republican Unit Party gave us. And those people are never good enough, never, compared to you know, people like Trump and Kennedy. Bill? Well, it's true. Um, it, and I want to go back to the Kennedy thing for a second. Uh, uh-huh. It does Donald Trump no good to sit down and talk to Kennedy because it validates okay. Kennedy. Okay, it validates him as as a true possible threat. Um, and you you when you're running for office, you never want to validate your opponent. Uh, hmm. Right now, Kennedy technically isn't the opponent, but we all pretty much know that Joe Biden will not be running, uh, will not uh, be on the ticket in 2024. Um, and so, who's next? How do you know line? that? Gavin. How do you know that? What if they give him a bunch of drugs and pump him up and just kind of wheel him in? And, or, or, you know, I mean, you don't know. I mean, I, well, I never discount that, people. The only way, he be there. The only yeah. way he's going to be on, in, in, you know, on that ticket is if they do a weekend at Bernie's. And that's about it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's already dead. He's in a wheelchair. Um, yeah. But this is, but, you know, I mean, people make predictions like this, but he shouldn't be there now. He shouldn't have been allowed Correct. to run. He, was, he wasn't even competent to run. He's only there because of vote fraud, because Americans would never vote for somebody in that declining a condition, promising to reverse everything that made America great. Because the, the American people, you know, they could be duped, but they're not that stupid, you know, when the evidence is clear. Well, honestly, so, honestly they given are. the right information, uh, uh, you know. You're, yeah. Well, you're, you're wrong. You're wrong. People oh. are that stupid. Okay. People, I mean, yes, yes there was Democrats. voter fraud. But, yeah. yeah. And, and they, will vote for, they will vote for Biden, even if he's dead and he's pulled up in a wheelchair because hmm. they are that brainwashed into being told to vote for them. And so therefore he's, they're all going to vote for him. I mean, mm-hmm. they are that stupid. You know, hmm. it doesn't matter. You know, you got a certain amount of people in this country that no matter who the R is next to or who the D is next to, that's who they're going to vote for. Yeah. It just, it does not matter. It, it's a rubber stamp every single time. Then you got the 20% that really make up the whole election. And out of that 20%, most, uh, most of them are 90%. I am. Most of, 90% of them are going to go ahead and rubber stamp D or R anyways. Uh, so it really leaves down that 10%. And that 10% is the one that you really have to focus on every single election period. Um, and that's why, you know, if, you know, if President Trump does go ahead and validate Kennedy and Kennedy ends up 
you know, being the Democrat ticket, uh, he, Trump could lose that 10 percent to Kennedy, where if it was Biden versus Trump, that 10 percent goes Trump's way. But now they see another option because they didn't really like Trump for you know, whatever reason, because their feelings were hurt. So therefore, they're going to go ahead and vote for Kennedy. So you never want to go ahead and validate anyone else. And, that, and that's why Trump is so smart in not being part of these debates is that very fact. Hmm. So I did this to Christina Bobby yesterday and did a, an America the Beautiful uh, moment of inspiration. So I want to add a feature to your report. Uh, so I'm not going to ambush you or surprise you like I did today. This was just kind of fun. But, and it was good information you're providing. But uh, I'd like to do that you know, once during your report. And just let me know when. Just, just get a little inspiration note or something, uh, or maybe not so inspirational. But uh, uh, what do you think? Do you want me to add that? Just, just take a moment. I think it's I'd rather cool. have you surprise me because I never know when that moment's going to happen. <laughs> oh, well, if you planned it, you could tell me when, but uh, otherwise, uh, I'll just surprise you then. Okay, fine. So just, just expect yeah, to just be surprised. Su- just surprise me. Yeah. As soon as you get yeah, on a roll, uh, we'll, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to hit, hit the music. <laughs> yep. okay, the, yeah, the, last cu- the last couple of weeks I've been on a roll, but you know, there's many weeks that I don't get on a roll, and we don't really fall into that momentum so you know it's not going to always I'll, happen I'll, I'll make it more selective week. then I'll, I'll just wait when I hear you start to 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 uh, uh, rant uh, uh, effectively uh, and, you, and you're just like roll yeah. I'll just I'll just play the music okay fine all right so we'll, we'll work it out yep. all right anyway okay yeah, exactly. back to you Bill so <laughs> so so that's where we're at and why you don't want Trump to uh, talk to Kennedy uh, Kennedy right now is the darling of the Republicans because he's not a threat to the Republicans um, because when you really look at it, there's only a couple things that Republicans and him really agree on. Uh, mm-hmm. When you talk about the abortion situation, you know, he is pro, pro-abortion. He, um, he is um, an environmentalist to the nth degree. Um, I mean, the guy owns um, Coast, Keepers, uh, Coast Keepers, which is, uh, which is a really great program. And I've uh, actually helped out with that program many times, huh. cleaning rivers, creeks, uh, cleaning beaches, um, it's stuff that they do all across, which is really good. But when you start warming and stuff like that, um, you know, he's going to lose out on a lot of Republicans. And that's going to come out when they start, when he, uh, if if or when he uh, wins the Democrat ticket, um, you know, he, all the Republican love is going to go away very quickly, very similar to the way that uh, the Democrats used to love Trump until that R went next to his name and that and then quickly <laughs> went away. Yeah, yeah. So it's the same. Okay. It's the same thing that's going to happen. Um, but Kennedy is a definitely threat, and I don't, I don't see him as much of a threat as a Biden, Harris, Newsom, uh, De Blasio type of threat. But he is, he is that John McCain threat. Um, how's he John McCain threat? Death, death by a thousand cuts. Okay, I'm 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 not following you because John McCain to me is like the, okay. the rhino deep state person, you know, followed by Mitt well, Romney, exactly. followed by Paul Ryan, followed by Mike Pence, okay, so, followed by Vivek so, Obama Swampy, and there was a long tradition okay. of saboteurs in the Republican Party. Exactly, and and, and Kennedy would okay. be no different. Kennedy would come across as, you know, the unifier. I'm going to be like my uncle. I'm going to be like my dad. Um, you know, and it's really going to come down to the fact that he's really going to be no different than any other deep stater where he's mm-hmm. going to uh, smile on camera, but behind the scenes, full, keep taking away your freedoms. And he's going to do it very slowly, very methodically, um, mm-hmm. you know, kind of similar to Obama with that pretty smile. 
and you know end up uh you know really de- you know killing america he he i mean america was you kind see of Kennedy dying is anyway, doing that but... you think Kennedy's going to be like that i see i don't see that at all i think kennedy i think kennedy's going to be exactly like a bush exactly like no. mccain would have been no, uh romney I, I, I don't see yeah well i know but uh, no, it's okay. that, that's, that's because uh, that's fine. Of, well, it's easy. It's easy to like a candidate when they're not running because they talk about one specific subject, and mm-hmm. his subject is the anti-vax, which is something you're very into. So therefore, yeah, he is a darling right now. Well, I'm an anti-vax. So if they do any good, I think they're dangerous. But that's just me, you know. But yeah, yeah. But, but there's a lot more to him than that. Uh, he, you know, the whole children's health defense thing, the whole health in general. But he's also very anti-deep state. And the deep state, they refuse to give him Secret Service protection, even though somebody tried to kill him last week or the week before. You know, the, he is not popular. You know, if he, you know, as, as we talked about with Christina Bob, if he runs the CIA in a Trump administration, which is it's fascinating, the Trump's attorney is talking about having Robert Kennedy in the Trump administration. This is why I want to get him together. See, I think there's a lot more going on here uh, behind the scenes. I want him at Health and Human Services to clean up the FDA, the CDC, some of those others. But if he's, if he's running the CIA... Um, his uncle, John Kennedy, wanted to uh, smash him into a thousand pieces and scatter them to the four winds. And that's a quote. So I think, you know, they're both anti, they're the only two anti-deep state, independently funded, independently wealthy people. I think they're far more in common than they have differences. So I see them working together very closely. That's why I wanted to get them together. So, but you see it very, I think you see Democrat and then Robert Kennedy, and I see Robert Kennedy and then Democrat. So that's maybe the difference because he's much more of a traditional Democrat in the in the the, the vein of his father and his uncle, and so that's well, exactly I think, but yeah yeah. So he but, is a, like you, okay, you know, you just said it exactly. You you just confirmed what I was just saying. He's a oh, okay. he's the old Demo- he's the old turned Democrat. You know, he's right. still pro abortion. He's still global warming. Um, mm-hmm. He's not maybe the extremist, but he does believe in you know he does uh, believe in those. Yeah, but a decent Republican Congress would uh, decent Republican Congress would head that off. They wouldn't fund the global warming. They wouldn't fund the green energy. Now, of course, that requires a decent Republican Congress. I mean, that's a huge step right there too. Uh, We'll see what happens with the budget. Well, let's let's talk about the budget for a minute uh, because that's coming up uh, Saturday. Is the budget deadline? I'm so sick and tired of these people playing this political game with the budget. It's it's the biggest scam on the face of the earth. And mm-hmm. it, it just further divides America, and all they're doing is – and they threaten the same groups every single time. They threaten the veterans. They threaten military, and they threaten the old people. They do it mm-hmm. each and every time. But guess who gets paid? The congressmen keep getting paid. Their aides keep getting paid. Oh, it's the whole government keeps getting paid. Joke. No, it should be like a layoff. It, it should be like a layoff, in which case you have to go for unemployment. So anytime the government, quote, shuts down or a partial government, you know, sort of uh, layoff for, for a short amount of time, those people should not be paid during that layoff. You know, because if Correct. private industry isn't being paid, why would you pay government workers? You know, they're not, they're, they're not owed a living. It's a job. And, and in jobs, part of being in a job is that you can be laid off. And if you're laid off, you, you go for unemployment. Well, that's what the people in the government should do. There should be no assumption that they're automatically going to be paid back pay for any time that they're off because now it becomes a vacation. So they go to Rio de Janeiro, hang out on the beach, you know, collect their money and then wait, to, wait until they're called back to work, which they're in no rush to go back. And most of them don't work at the job Correct. anyway. So that's the problem with it. But here's, here's my, my solution is, and I talked to, you know who favors it is Derek Parker, our financial guy, uh, is a mm-hmm. constitutional amendment that basically, that, that totally removes the power of Congress to borrow money, just ends borrowing. 
So everything they do has to be done within the $5 trillion they get every year in revenue, which is a whole lot of money. It's more money than any other government gets. And that, that's yep. just basic revenue. That's income, taxes, fees, you know, all the other stuff, the, 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 the revenue that government collects every year from all, all the sources, tariffs, you know, taxes, duties, uh, all that kind of stuff. So however much they collect, it's about $5 trillion a year, roughly. Well, if they, can't, if they can't do the necessary functions of government on $5 trillion, then we've got a problem. And we do have a problem because they're, they're going for 6 and $7 trillion worth of spending on a $5 trillion in, you know, income or revenue. So there's no reason for so what I would uh-huh. so so I I agree 100 percent but I want to go a step further I want to okay. turn these congressmen into board of directors and Ooh. they don't get paid unless there is a surplus just like a board of directors at a company they don't get paid unless there is a profit you need to write that bill and no, I'm serious <laughs> no I'm, I'm serious you need to write the bill that the the, 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 the congressional pay is dependent upon uh, and this would have to be a surplus you know with no borrowing they couldn't do it with borrowing so you can write that right into the bill so that the, the pay of Congress now do you want to make a profit sharing they get you want to give them the whole surplus it still be a salary but their salary is only from a surplus with no borrowing they get the and salary. there has Otherwise to be get... and there has to be a tax freeze where they cannot raise taxes in order to get that surplus. Well, there should be tax freeze anyway. I mean, we should graduate the yeah, tax down yeah, well, or exactly. go to yeah. I mean, we, we we can talk about that again too. Let me get you that bill again because I don't I don't know if you've you've heard it. It's actually very simple, and there's some real implications here that I don't think we've talked about. So let me just pull it up here. WriteYourLaws.com. Click on legislation. Click on all proposed laws and get to I think it's the first or second bill. Top bill on the, on the left if you've got a computer, a second one if you've got a phone, I think, maybe. No, that's, no it's a different one. Uh, how, maybe it's down like five or six. Congressional Constitutional Amendment. Congress shall not have the power to borrow money. Here's how simple this is. Article 1, Section 8 of the Constitution shall be amended by striking Clause 2 to borrow money on the credit of the United States. Okay, once you get rid of that, they, they can't borrow money, right? Then I had a further clause yep. just to be sure. Section 8, Clause 1, shall be amended by adding at the end, and Congress shall have no power to borrow money on the credit of the United States, nor to print money to cover expenses, nor authorize the purchase or holding of securities, nor to authorize or permit any central bank, nor to allow any control of money beyond Congress. So you know what I'm talking about? Yep. That that would solve a lot of problems right there, because it would force them to go ahead and actually budget. Um, it will stop giving money to foreign countries. Um, uh-huh. You know, and, and you know, and let's talk about that. I know I only have a couple minutes left, but since no, we're talking ahead. about it, um, yep. is um, giving money to foreign countries. Uh, let's make this very clear. They're not giving money to foreign countries. They're using the foreign countries as a money laundering system, and all that money comes right back to Congress. Mm-hmm. Almost every single penny comes back to Congress. Uh, people don't understand this, and they think that we're doing good by giving money to other countries. But every single country get it, has a lot. <laughs> they they have a lobbyist firm in D.C. Every country yeah. does, mm-hmm. and every country gives that money that we gave them gives it right back to all the politicians to get more money. And, and it's and this money is just a loophole, and it's all of our money that's going right out the window. And mm-hmm. and that's how these congressmen are getting fat and how they're getting rich is mm-hmm. off of these lobbyists who are, you know, who are being who are giving away our money and getting it right back. You know, we could actually ban foreign aid 
except for humanitarian rescue efforts, hurricanes, floods, things like that. And we'd be fine. We don't need foreign aid. You know, we have a $33 trillion budget. We don't need to give out money for foreign aid. And that would stop a lot of corruption because that money goes for uh, you know, various dictators and corrupt regimes and things like that. So there's really no reason we should even have foreign aid. Correct. Considering, considering how it's used. But the, the, the implication of that bill, let me read this, this part again. I want to see if you pick up exactly what I'm talking about. Because this is, this is the part that's going to cause uh, the Washington people to absolutely go apoplectic. And it says, Congress shall have no power to borrow money, and the, nor to print money to cover expenses. Okay, so that's, that's inflation right there. Then I said, nor yeah. authorize the purchase or holding of securities. Well, that's how they, that's how they create um, th- th- those are the treasury bills and notes. That's how they, they fund the debt, right? Nor to authorize, and here's the big one, nor to authorize or permit any central bank. Well, you know what the central bank is, yeah. right? What's the central bank? Well, it's fed- yes, Federal Reserve. It's Federal uh, Reserve. So this this yeah. overrides the Federal Reserve Act because this is constitutional law. Right. Yeah, because it's constitutional law, it basically uh, abolishes the Federal Reserve when it pa- as soon as it passes. Because you can't, you know, the Federal Reserve Act now becomes unconstitutional. So that's what I'm talking about. And it's like four lines. That those four lines. And yeah, look at the, the profound the effect it could Reser- have. Yeah, and, and, you know, and we've talked about this in the past. Um, and I always bring up Glenn Beck. He did a great job of explaining the Federal Reserve and central banking and how yeah. every single war that has started in the last 30 years mm-hmm. revolved around the central bank. And, it's, yeah, and it's if you look, it's borrowing. Yeah, you end borrowing. Exactly. You stop wars. Mm-hmm. You want peace? North yeah. Vietnam's, Afghanistan's, Korea's, Iraq's, or Ukraine's, and the Fed. Yes. And so there's only two countries left. Um, that I think it's only two countries left that don't have a central bank, Russia mm-hmm. and Iran. I believe, <laughs> I believe Iran. Well, Iran doesn't and, believe and, in, in interest, so they're not going to have a central bank. Uh, and Russia, it's a state-controlled economy. Yeah. Despite what Putin so, says but, about the freedom and democracy in Russia, it's not yeah, happening. But, but, who, but have you noticed, though, you know, we got done with Afghanistan, and so uh-huh. who's our new enemy? Our new enemy, once again, is our old enemy, which is Russia. And so right. now we're War, attacking yeah. Russia. All, yeah, we're going, sure. it's, Cold we're, going all, we're going after Russia again. And right. if we're able to crush Russia, which I don't think we can. Um, why but would you want to crush, crush Russia? Russia? But why? Why would you want to? We don't want to. The central banks want to so they could get in and control the money in the central banks. They don't, they don't want to crush Russia. They just want to buy the resources cheap and sell them elsewhere. See, war is business. Yeah. War is business. This is what war is all about. You know, the reason that you have 20-year wars with countries that couldn't possibly hurt us is because of business. And they well, borrow yeah, the money. Bank because you right, have to borrow exactly. the money with the interest and you get Yeah, so you get rid of the central bank, you get rid of the wars. Okay, Wendy's here, so we're going to move on to that. Your final thoughts, sir, on your way? Um, no, I'm just going to go ahead and earn my dollar for today, and we'll talk more next week. Sounds good. Thank you, sir. Here we go. Do you really want the truth? Do you have questions you can't ask in church? Welcome to the Oh My God Report. Wendy Arthur is more concerned with truth than propaganda, putting more value in scripture than religion, and more about you and your relationship with God than your membership in any church. This is Christianity with a Kick. Mm, Wendy, may the real force be with you. Mm. 
He is. <laughs> Should we explain that? <laughs> well, yeah, they can go searching through all the, you know, posts if, if they want to. But, you know, it's, you know, some of us are Star Wars fans and, you know, uh, <laughs> and we like to post Star Wars things. Oh, I love it. Well, of course, I stole it and put it on the, the comedy page. So there's a chair that looks yeah. like uh, the scooter in, in Star Wars. And, and someone said, uh, in Jesus' name, I want this. And it's like, what? So then I post right under it, may the real force be with you, implying, you know, God over Star Wars. But, uh, yeah, you don't you put Jesus' name for a chair. You know, that's almost a graven image. But yeah. I, just, I just thought it was funny. So yeah. I, I knew you'd get it. I knew you'd get it. That's why I put it there. Yeah. Anyway. I also know he posted, I, and I get his humor. So he was saying oh, it's facetious, funny. but okay. Oh, no, I, I, wasn't, I wasn't mad or upset or anything. I just think it's funny. But, uh, yeah, that's a, so for those that don't know, uh, it's the newest group, and it's probably the most popular right now because it's funny, uh, is the Action Radio Comedy Frontier what I forget, what, Freedom Frontier, something, something like that. Anyway, just go to Action Radio Comedy. You'll find it. But uh, it's pretty outrageous. <laughs> We're having a good time. <sighs> Especially the, the, the latest one with the, you know, only some people will get this. And it, uh, it refers to uh, Monty Python and the Holy Grail. Yeah. Say no more. Say no more. Yeah, mm. yeah. They have no idea. So no, but, <laughs> people don't get British humor. You know. That's that's funny. <laughs> what are you going to do, bleed on me? <laughs> Sorry. Me. <sighs> now the knights would say, Eki, Eki, Untapatna, ayyyyyyyyyyyyyyyyyyyyyyyyyyyyyyyyyyyyyyyyyyyyyyyyyyyyyyyyyyyyyyyyyyyyyyyyyyyyyyyyyyyyyyyyyyyyyyyyyyy
So the reason we have COVID is because of government policy. The reason Maui burned is because of government policy. The reason that uh, wars go on for 20 years with borrowing that shouldn't happen is government policy. So what's, what's the common theme here, folks? <laughs> you know, it, it's pretty obvious. Yeah. yeah. It's yeah. the government policy that is the problem. And so FEMA, the Federal Emergency Management Agency, uh, the, the basically replaced the Red Cross, which did a better job for less money, uh, and had real volunteers and, and took care of people for, for you know, 100 years, uh, has been replaced by this government bureaucracy that uh, people think everything from they've got the plans for the gulags to uh, now they want to control everybody's communications. This to me just looks like, you know, I, I, people are like, what's going on, Greg? What's going on? Well, it's not like they tell me. <laughs> You know, I, I, I'm, I can guess as much as anybody else, but it sounds like coordinating all the computers and phones together. So my question is, are there any government free phones? Is anybody marketing a phone that the government can't touch, that you don't get Amber Alerts, that, uh, you know, it's just it's uh, free, government free or f- government free computers? I don't know, but I find it interesting that Walmart mm-hmm. announced this morning that they are going to start um, offering phone service for four dollars a month. Huh. Chinese phones? Oh, I can only assume. I mean, you know, you're not going to get an Apple for four bucks. <laughs> I know. That's what I'm wondering. So is, do you get a phone with this or you just get phones? However, it, technically are Chinese phones because they're made in China. Right. Yeah, I still use Everything's one. Everything's made in China. Yeah. Yeah. But I don't put a lot of apps on it so it doesn't have that slowdown, you know, that obsolete slowdown that uh, the phones get. There's so little stuff yeah. on my phone. There's, there's nothing much really to slow down. So I get my phones years longer than everybody else just because I don't put a lot of crap on it. I don't play video games on it. and load it up with, with uh, personal videos. I make them and take them down from the phone yeah. on my computer. But, yeah, so you can, there are ways around this, this, uh, this idea. But, um, yeah, speaking of uh, – we're sort of a little off topic today, but uh, I don't know if you saw Vivek uh, Obama Swampy has a China problem too. And so – Oh, I, we should... I, I posted under that. Oh, okay, good. Yes, yeah, so not not only is, is he in China's pocket, but he's also yeah. in Pfizer's pocket. Oh well, because he ran a pharmaceutical company. Gee, what a surprise! And there's yeah. no patents to his name. He's never invented anything. He's never created anything. Remember when I did the patents no, on China? Ever. Yeah, he hasn't done anything ever. So that's that's incredible. Although suspicious. he claims he has. Yeah. Well, we should do. We should start looking into communism. You know, godless countries, uh, godless political philosophies, because you know, freedom is based on on freedom from God and individual rights and, and uh, our birthrights as people. And it might be interesting to explore that a little bit more as China seems to be taking over more and more. Why people fall well, for that's that? Democratic Why they? Party. Yeah, I mean, well, the Democrat Party is is the most dangerous institution the country's ever created. You know, it's interesting. Uh, something I, I thought about the other day, the 14th Amendment. Remember the 14th Amendment, the insurrection clause? Anybody that engages in mm-hmm. insurrection, uh, an armed rebellion against the United States can't run for office? Well, that's the mm-hmm. Democrat Party. I mean, the Confederacy yes, was the Democrat Party. They, it's the only uh, time in our history where an armed insurrection was big enough to have actually overthrown the government. So why do we still have a Democrat Party? The 14th Amendment actually made the Democrat Party illegal, which is rather interesting. Yeah. Ooh, but yeah, ooh. here they are. Yeah. Oh. Let's run on that. <laughs> Gelding old party, Republicans. Yeah. Anyway. Well, it's, it, and I know I sound like a broken record, but you know, y'all need to start preparing because I'm telling mm. you, you know, God is fed up and this is not going to last much longer. So it, it will be, you know, 
taken down at all the systems that are basically slavery systems um, for the people is mm-hmm. they're going to get removed and it's not going to be pretty. So, you know, don't fear, just get prepared. What a time for, for God to, when FEMA turns off everything, to leave it off for a few hours. Oh, it's going to be more than a few hours. Okay. Is this, is there anything in prophecy talking about this event on October 4th as, like they say, they're going to, they're going to shut all the phone, are they going to shut all the phones off? Is that the idea? Or just put a big national Amber Alert? What's, what's the no, plan? No, they're just going to put a great big old national alert saying, this is a test, you know, don't, you don't have to do anything. It's going to last for one minute, <laughs> so they say. Um, yeah, exactly. And and I, and this this is the thought came to me when I was reading about this mess, and I'm thinking, we know that this is not the purpose of this, right? So what would be the purpose of this? And I believe uh, because they can literally track every single phone in existence, mm-hmm. and they're going to see the reaction of the people. I think this is a a fear level test. Okay. And. And and even though they're gonna you know start hammering the the news and and radio and all that kind of stuff, um, saying this test is going to take place on the fourth, don't don't be alarmed, don't be concerned. Mm-hmm. Um, that it's it's planting the seed, you know, of oh if they're if they're doing a nationwide test, then something must you know going to be happening, and that a lot of stuff is going to be happening, but not what they thought was going to be happening. <laughs> Yeah, um, you know, they're pretty much just walking into the trap that God has set. So um, just just don't be afraid. Just know that um, when um, things get silent and dark for a while, um, that it's it's for our good because God is saying, "I've had enough. This is it, and I'm removing people." Um, and He has given them plenty of chances to repent, and they have not. They have actually doubled down on the, you know hardening their hearts and stiffening their necks. So um, that's pretty much all she wrote. I mean, they wrote their own ticket here as to what's going to happen. But um, it's going to look like an absolute mess. And it will be a mess for a while because it's got to be taken down uh, so that everything else can be replaced with what it should have been in the first place because this is not what our founding fathers had envisioned whatsoever. Well, that's what we do here, though. You know, every law that we're replacing, I was just talking to Bill about the constitutional amendment to take away borrowing. Uh, from Congress. That would bring immeasurable prosperity to everybody. As our money grew, the value of our money grew, it would, it would transfer money back from the government and the central bank back to, you know, we the people. Um, and so that's the whole purpose of what we do here. Uh, but I, I know what you're saying, I'm, I'm hearing it, but the problem for me is I can't stop what I'm doing. I mean, I am absolutely driven and committed um, to keep changing. So I'm, I'm almost behaving like uh, in terms of, of legislation and events and things that we have planned and the guests that we have on, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm you know, going full speed ahead with what I'm doing and I'm just going to ride through, you know, whatever happens. Well, there's and, nothing and wrong with that because, oh, okay. you know, it, because government will not be abolished. The wicked government will be abolished. That's okay. But, but understand that scripture says that the government is on the shoulders of Jesus. He is the government. So when it's not righteous and it's become mm-hmm. evil and then, I mean, beyond evil and wicked, um, mm-hmm. and Jesus says, no, 
no, this, this is my nation, my world, and it's not just going to be here in America, people. It's going to be, it, it, this will be worldwide because we are all interconnected because of money, mammon. So, um, yeah, money's not a bad thing, it, but the love of money and the abuse not, of money and, when the, and people who use it to control. Thing, yeah. You know, it, it's wicked. Um, and, hmm. well, the love of money is the root of all evil, but, you know, not money itself. Money is just a tool. However, mm-hmm. When, when it has been used um, to do nothing but wicked things mm-hmm. and to oppress people and kill them and enslave them and all that kind of stuff, you know, God's saying, well, you know what? Y'all have not done the job I've asked you to do because he gave the earth to us, right? Um, mm-hmm. And said, take dominion over this, rule mm-hmm. it well, steward it well, take care of the planet, you know, just, just do a good job. And we look should- where we are now. Yeah, we should explain dominion. That actually came up with Brianna. She was talking about that because um, she refers to, to scripture periodically. And I said, well, let's get a really good definition of, of dominion. I mean, it really means responsibility. It doesn't mean dominate and destroy. And it, I think uh, a lot of people use uh, the word dominion to misinterpret and say, you know, Christians just want to destroy the earth. Are you idiots or what? Or just using it for propaganda? But yes, can are. you explain dominion? <laughs> Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I keep answering my own questions today. It's kind of funny. Um, dominion. What? What? What's the scriptural say? What scripture say about dominion? Um, well, if you want to go back to the original Greek and Hebrew, because you know, I'm all about going back to the original languages. No, let's, let's um, go to like yeah. uh, slang. Let's let's like like yo, baby. Tell me what's uh, what, what's on the street. Let's get the Urban Dictionary. I'm teasing you. Yeah. Go ahead. Go back to the Hebrew. <laughs> go back to the Hebrew and Greek. Of course. Okay. Um, Sorry, girl. Well, it's it's basically um, to have dominion over, to prevail against, to to reign or rule or take over something. Um, But there's there's two different sides of the coin because you can um, rule and subjugate things under your rule for the good or you can do the same thing to the bad so um you can the bad side of the coin would be um to dominate and tread down right Mm -hmm. because that's what they're trying to do to the people um or you can uh have dominion and rule and subjugate um things for the good of everyone so it's what's what's your heart condition that's going to determine how you what type of the dominion coin that you're using. Makes sense. Yeah. And, and people, you know, there's a lot of bad things that have been done in the name of dominion. You know, we've lost several species, you know, all of a sudden the, like the, the dodo bird, the, the passenger pigeon, Carolina parakeet, just I'm happy to be a bird fan. Uh, we're a great auk. We're, we're all hunted and killed to extinction. That's not dominion. That was an unnatural removal of an entire, <clears throat> excuse me, of an entire species. That's not dominion. Right. Yeah. No. That's not, and, yeah, and, yeah. and I know this is, people aren't going to like this, but um, deer season, mm-hmm. there's a reason we have deer season. Mm-hmm. And it is to thin out the herds so that they all don't starve to death during the winter. Yet there's a reason why deer season is in November. Because that is when all the vegetation is getting covered up. Um, you know, the, the trees are losing their leaves. There's grass is dying. The snow is starting to come in, you know, depending mm-hmm. on what elevation you're at in the part of the country uh, or the world. And, and so deer were literally starved to death because there will not be enough forage. 
Right. So you have your season. So you can thin out the herd so that the strongest mm-hmm. survives. That's well, having also, something. Yeah, also it's a good source of meat. It's pure meat as opposed okay. to factory beef and everything else and things like that. So I think, you know, I see exactly. hunting as responsible hunting. Uh, but again, Dominion, I'll give you another example. The Dungeness crab has been uh, fished off the coast of California since the 1800s. But they only ever took the male crabs because, you know, one male crab left can, you know, populate females and females have a million eggs. So, you know, you leave the females in, in, right. in the ocean and you get plenty of dungeons. They've never run out of dungeons crabs and yet they harvest them all year, you know, or, or whatever. It's like a fairly long season. But the point is they did it responsibly. So good source of food. Leave the ones in there. You got plenty going on. Same thing with deer. I have no problem with deer hunting as long as you're, you're killing for the right reason. You know, food. I don't see trophies on everybody's wall. Right. But the deer, you know, managed themselves long before hunters ever came along. And so how did they do that? They, they did starve. But there are also a lot more wolves, a lot more predators and cougars in those days, too. Right. And so the, the, the natural balance, we've reduced the predators and reduced right. the, the, the land they live in because you don't want cougars walking, walking through your backyard or bears. Well, they do have that California case. We've got bears here. We've got cougars in California. Uh, and, that, uh, and they do occasionally kill people. And so dominion is, how do we do that? So, so if we're going to hunt, we have to hunt responsibly and for the right reasons. And so I don't have a problem with that, but I, I'm not as exactly sure of the argument um, that we have to hunt to, to control the, the herd because nature would control the herd anyway. They would starve and then there would be a lot fewer and then they'd have more food and they'd grow in population until they overpopulated and they'd starve. I mean, I'm sure that's how most species work is they have a, like a boom and a no, bust it, it know, is. cycle. But, yeah. but, but there, there's a lot of wasted meat that somebody yeah. could use. Mm-hmm. Uh, I grew up extremely poor, extremely mm-hmm. poor. I mean, you know, talking dirt poor, poor, okay? Right. And we didn't hunt for sport. We hunted to eat. This is how our family ate. Well, so that's, what, that's the best reason. Yeah, that's the best reason. You know, yeah. uh-huh. so, you know, but if you say, well, just let them starve. Well, no. <laughs> no, I, I, I didn't one, say let them starve. That, that, what that, I, I'm saying is that... Before that, that's hunters, a, that's a cruel death. Yeah, <laughs> you know. Oh, yeah, it's one of the cruelest. Um, yeah. And, <clears throat> yeah. So it's it's much more humane to drop them in one shot, mm-hmm. and be able to use the meat to feed people, mm-hmm. um, than than to let them just starve because it's, that's just horrible. It's, yeah. Anyway, um, it, it's a cruel thing, and nobody wants to watch that and see it and know nope. that it's happening. But it, it, that's what happens when you don't have a deer season. Um, yeah. Where you can send the, the, the but it's herd. a season. It's it's not all year. It's not it's not a, it's not take out every no. every uh, every deer. So it's being managed. You know, it's interesting. Yeah. The, the, and, the and speaking we of we are stewarding that. Yeah. Yeah. And if it weren't for the industrial revolution, we we wouldn't have any whales because they'd all have been killed for whale oil until we discovered petroleum. So, did we talk about that of how the carbon cycle, uh, the critical part of the carbon cycle is the internal combustion engine. By liberating uh, carbon dioxide from all the, uh, uh, the, the the petroleum, the oil, coal, natural gas, things like that, and that's critical for for life on Earth to to complete the carbon cycle. Yeah. You want you want to talk about yes, intelligent yes. design? Yeah. And so, well, Gregory yes. Wrightstone's on tomorrow. I'm going to be talking to him about that uh, from the CO2 Coalition. Cool. But people, you know, and there's there's Dominion. So so part of our so it's actually part of our responsibility to have, with Dominion over the Earth to replace the carbon dioxide been locked up in, in uh, underground for, for millions of years because it's needed for the plants today. They need that carbon dioxide. They need that carbon, yes, a carbon-based life form. So we're actually doing good by driving, you know, uh, you know Boss Hog and the, the, the big challenger. <laughs> you know, release that carbon <laughs> dioxide. 
Exercise your dominion. Be good stewards of the earth. Drive V8 engines. How's that for? Get a classic car. Yeah. Exactly. Get a classic car. Yeah. Besides, I don't have computers. That's a good thing. Are we even close to on topic today, Wendy? (laughs) We're kind of all over the place. (laughs) Well, this is kind of a free for all, but this this is how we do. When when two ADHD people get together. (laughs) What do you mean two? This whole show is ADHD. You think Bonnie's any different? (laughs) Or Bill first? I know. I love her. Oh, yeah. Bonnie's hysterical. We'll still be on a little bit here. Uh, but Wednesdays, we have yeah. a really interesting lineup. So we start with Bill Fecky, uh, then you, and then Bonnie, and then Bianca Von Krieger, our West Coast uh, progressive reporter. It, Wednesdays are really interesting around here, I think. Well, as it should be, because Action Radio always is interesting. Well, yeah, we try to be. <laughs> and we're gaining in popularity, too. Yeah. We're, we're slowly breaking through the censorship. Uh, did you hear the Christina Bob interview yesterday, just out of curiosity? Because that was so packed with information. In that one half hour. No, oh. I, I did not. I, yesterday was a crazy day. Okay. Well, that's why we podcast. If you get a chance, I'd be curious your reaction. Yeah. I'm curious everybody's, you know, um, because the, well, what I really want to do next, I want to sort of move up the, the, the Trump chain. I want to see if I can get either uh, Laura Trump, Eric Trump, or Don Jr. on the show and tell them what we do. And so maybe we can join with the, with the campaign. Well, I, I mean, just uh, is, is, uh, some we were thinking about earlier. Well, no, no, how to put this? But is there how how does politics fit in uh, in terms of uh, you know what what's happening now? Because I know we're talking about events that are going to the, the evil folks out there. Well, actually, no, I know what I was going to ask you. I'm sort of all over the place in my brain too. Edmund Burke, the guy that said uh, all that's necessary for evil to triumph is good men to do nothing. Is there yeah. a place of dishonor uh, for those that do nothing? Uh, I'm thinking of the Republicans in particular right now, but not just them, but those who know evil, know it's here, willfully make the choice to do nothing. You really have to do something positive if you're going to be, you know, looked upon well in the eyes of God, I, I imagine. I mean, I, I would do it anyway. Yes. Um, but it's really yes, nice to because, know, um, you know uh, tell me why. This falls under timidity. Oh. And nobody ever preaches on this. Huh. But God is adamantly opposed i'm talking actively adamantly opposed to timid people interesting um and and unless they are you know, like emotionally hurt and and i mean but the people who are in their right mind and functioning um if you are timid you mm-hmm. know, because god is about men being men and there are right. many verses in the scriptures that talk about Act like men. Be strong. Be of good mm-hmm. courage. You know, do not be afraid. Um, mm-hmm. And he even talks about that those who are timid are in danger of not going to heaven. Oh, um, that's interesting. Because, because it, it means you are full of fear. Because if you are timid, you, you don't want to say anything, do anything. It's because you're afraid of what the consequences may be. It's not well, because I don't have you're that problem. Or, it, <laughs> yeah, no, I don't no, have that no. problem. Um, Not even you know, close. but they're but talking about, yeah. the, you know, the, the GOP geldings, right? Right. Um, who know that they, they know what the, you know, Democrat Party is doing. They know mm-hmm. what the agenda is. They mm-hmm. are complicit. When you do nothing, you are complicit now. Okay. So you have just judged yourself. Yeah, see, that's what I so, figured. Yeah, I, I can never understand that. So it's, it's not enough to say, well, I'm not doing it. Uh, you know, it, that's not good enough. Uh, it may be acceptable under the law, but it's not acceptable, you know, under God's law, that, that just being there and doing nothing, especially for those that can do something. 
And this is part of the thing I was talking about, Christina and Bobby, yesterday. I said, look, you've got all these problems. There's been no and, – and the inaction of the, the gelding GLP, and she's starting to use the term too, that, that goobers for the presidential debate. Um, it's kind of interesting. Our language really is catching on. Dr. Fascist, people start calling him Dr. Fascist. So it's incredible the impact we have. Anyway, um, but uh, I talked to her about the fact that there's been no uh, congressional committee on the stolen election. There's been no defunding of the DOJ. There's been no defunding of the border and Catholic charities that are helping the folks and all the buses and trains and everything else is taking illegals around the country. They've done nothing to stop this. So no, they can't claim any virtue here. They can't say, well, we're, we're, we're not the Democrat Party. We're different. Well, yeah, you are. You're exactly the Democrat Party. By doing nothing, you, you're as bad as they are. You're an accessory. And the, the, you yeah, know, I don't think Democrat people see that. Yeah. And mold. You know, huh. they're... they're they are taking money somewhere. Guarantee it. They're they're either getting perks or uh, material possessions, or they're getting money, or all three. So uh, yeah, because you you cannot sit there and do that. You are being paid to do something, mm-hmm. but they're being paid to do nothing. Well, I don't have it, obviously. <laughs> you, know, you know what I'm saying? But, uh, so, yeah, I couldn't do no. it anyway. Yeah, no. yeah, yeah. Now, it's interesting so, too. People there, ask me. There's a problem. Yeah. People ask me all the time when I'm running for office. I said, why would I run for office? Why would I be a voice where I'm dependent on donors, you know, for everything that I say and do and, and a political party, you know, either one, neither which I believe in, you know, and, and be one of, uh, you know, 500 people in an assembly line cog machine when I can be an independent person creating things that no one's ever done, saying things that no one's ever, you know, been able to say and create a place where anybody else can say it too. Why would I give this up to run for office? Is, is the political office that attractive? And, and, what, and what, I'm curious what God says about political office and the, the desire that people have to, uh, to, to be in politics and be in control and hold an office. I don't want to hold an office. That's the last thing I ever want to do. This is fun. Why would, oh, I, why would well, I give this up for that? Yeah. yeah, God has a lot to say in Scripture about politics um, and, and how you are to rule over the people and, and for their good and this and that. And that. Um, he, he is really, really big about whether or not you are ruling in righteousness or if you're ruling for yourself. Well, and that goes back to our original thought, right? It, dominion? Yeah. You know, but well, part of that is not but, quite. You know, yeah, you, that, you are, people. Yeah. You're held accountable. You know, God holds. If you are a leader of any kind, you are held to a higher standard um, in God's book than than the normal person who who is not in charge. So um, I understand what you're saying about politics and not wanting to be in that. But in your particular role, what you're called to do, you don't need to be uh, in mm-hmm. an office. Um, yeah. But what no, I think people is, think know. I should be that this is that somehow if I were in office I'd be in a higher position or a better position than I am now, and I don't see it that way at all. I think I'd be in a far worse position. No, but what be you are going to see is, is yeah. when the wicked are removed from office, then God's going to replace that with people who are righteous and who want to rule and reign for the good of the people, and that's what okay. you're going to see, and that's when is is our our laws and that have, should have been um, op- acted on all these years, um, <laughs> exactly. you're actually going to see them work, you know, yeah. the see, way they were originally intended to do. Well, see, that's going to be really exciting. And a lot of folks have talked about uh, the committees of correspondence and the fact that we are, you know, a throwback to our, our founding uh, with modern technology. And that makes a lot of sense, actually. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, it does. Okay. 
And and so yeah, we got a lot of good stuff coming in, but a lot of crap's got to happen first. So yeah, um, just just yeah, telling people be prepared, you know. Um, but I know it's time for Bonnie's report, so huh? I will sign off for my segment for the Oh My God report, and I'll just tell everybody thank you for listening in. If you have any questions or you have any comments that you'd like to address to me, you can find me on Facebook on um, Art by Wendy Arthur or Wendy Arthur or Dimensions Ministry. And bow now, avoid the rush. Sounds good. Sounds good to me. All right. Take care, Wendy. We'll talk to you later. (laughs) Bye. Who is that woman behind the microphone? What stories does she have for us? Secluded in a small radio studio in a secure location, Bonnie Nesbitt presents the news of the week and then presents not the news of the week. So join us now for The B Word with Bonnie Nesbitt. I got you, B Word. Yeah, I kind of like that theme. That's pretty cool. <laughs> I like that. Yeah, song. it's got a good yeah. beat. Yeah. yeah, it does. Yeah. <laughs> Much okay. better. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you know, and like I say, everything, there's always room for improvement. Our bills get amended. You know, the show gets amended. I get amended. <laughs> we just need to keep, you know, we're, we're, we're a work in progress here. It's like, you know, Michelangelo is not done with the, uh, you know, the, the Action Radio Citizen Legislature statue. A little here, take a chip out yes. there, a little bit there. We're going to get better. Okay, fine. Mm-hmm. Just have to know when to stop. That's the secret with all art, knowing when to stop. Anyway, <laughs> how are you? Did you get a chance to hear Bonnie? To, uh, I'm good. Wendy yeah. I, I did not get a chance to listen very much. No, I've been kind of pressed, pressed for time this morning, but I caught the telltale end of it. So Yeah. Well, that's good. We've been, it's been busy already. Bill started, then Wendy, and then you, and then uh, Bianca Von Krieger, West Coast Progressive. Uh, so it's interesting having you two you <laughs> sequentially. Back uh, because back. you're so con- <laughs> Oh, it's hysterical because you're so conservative and, and uh you know, Bianca's just the opposite, uh, you know, member of the pro- progressive caucus, yeah. you know, but uh, still, you know, running against yeah. Nancy Pelosi, which is interesting. And so it's, it's a very, uh, very different view, especially when you got a conservative rant last weekend that I brought Bianca on. That was funny. Unintentionally right? was hysterical. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. 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 Well, and, and what's interesting about that is yesterday mm-hmm. I, I was sitting at a red light and I'm looking to my left and I'm seeing this gigantic sign for transmission and my mm-hmm. brain is going crazy. And as I'm looking at it, I'm like, you know, that reminds me of the gay agenda. And I'm thinking the gay agenda has gotten so far off of its agenda, I think it should be called a transmission. And I mean, it's totally broken. It's been driving in reverse and down there. You've got to make make something up. You've got to make something on that. You've got to make something on that. And now, (laughs) and now the transmission. No, you've got to use that. The transmission. Yeah. Yeah. No, you have to set it to music. Mm-hmm. Send it to me. I'll put it. I'll upload it. Yeah. We got. We got. You got to do some of that. Uh, just like a, a sixty-minute, like an ad. Would you like to join the transmission? You know. Uh, yeah. Yes. That's right. Uh, no, I'm I not had gonna it. Play like, I'm, I'm fleshing this yeah. out. Okay. No, no. Obviously, obviously not. You say but fleshing but or in fleshing? My brain, okay. Fleshing. I'm fleshing it out. I'm fleshing okay, it you. out. I should be fleshing out that transmission, though. That that totally <laughs> makes totally makes sense. But no, I'm thinking like everything, the way that things are going with Biden, you know, it's uh-huh. like a really bad transmission. They're, they're backwards, they're downhill. He doesn't know direction from up, down, yeah. left, right, yep. you know, doesn't know what's going on. It's directionally he's in challenged. Reverse. And yeah. So he's totally in reverse, totally in reverse. Yeah. But I, yeah. I had that thought and I'm like, I got to share that with Greg tomorrow morning. <laughs> oh, that's hysterical. <laughs> 
That is funny. Yeah, you got to use that. Yeah, well, there's a lot of stuff we come up with here for new words. I was, I was telling Christina Bob yesterday uh, some of our language, which she's heard before. She's like her third time on. You know, I'm calling them the GOP goobers. You know, the goobers that are running for, yes, uh, you know, and, and goober, I use that because, you know, globalist deep stater is too long. Well, I don't know if you saw our title of the show today. I think I've, I've gone you know, I beyond. <laughs> yeah. GOP yes, goobers. I saw the title of the show. <laughs> <laughs> Let me just read it just for those. And that, the masturbation uh, debate. <laughs> yeah, exactly. The GOP. So here's the, here's the title of the show today. GOP goobers political masturbation debate at Reagan Library. Would you care to comment, yes. Bonnie? Well, I know there's got to be something to the masturbation debate because I, as soon as I saw that, I started laughing out loud. So you'll have to you'll have to um, entertain me with whatever your ideas were on that. Well, it, you know, political masturbation is a new term. I just came up with this morning, like like half an hour before the show. I got to tell the show something. You know, this just came to me, right? You know, it's it's where people talk a lot but don't actually accomplish anything. You know, kind of similar to you know. Anyway, <laughs> so so yeah. why are they doing this? They're not going to win, right? They're not going to win. Uh, nothing will be conceived. Yeah. Um, you know, that's the, nothing will be created. <laughs> nothing will be accomplished. Uh, and yet they're going to sit gotcha. around and talk. So political masturbation. I mean, it, it actually is the perfect term for this. Well, and it's definitely, you know, when it comes to Biden, it's not, it's, it's not mental masturbation because there's nothing there to work with. So, you know. Well, exactly. Yeah. You, you, you do have to have, you have to have a starting point. Um, exactly. Yeah. yeah. But, uh, this is, I don't know. I just, it just, you know, you think about it, it makes sense. I'm curious what Marco thinks of the, the, the oh, translation sure. in, into Dutch, but, he, <laughs> but I'm sure yes. the words work quite well. Yeah. yeah. But, uh, we do a lot of yeah, self gratification. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, yeah. My favorite term, For my sure. favorite term, uh, transmit, uh, I love transmission. We'll have to add that to our, our glossary. You have to give me a definition for that. I'll have to put uh, yeah. political <laughs> masturbation in, in as well. Yeah. So we have a, we have a whole glossary of terms. In fact, I wrote an article, but I keep adding to it. So my favorite one, uh, is, uh, we don't use the term rhino anymore. We call them transgender Democrats. Okay. <laughs> yep. Still my favorite. I like it. Uh, but, uh, yeah, but transmission, are you on a transmission? You know, and that's the problem. I I, no, I, yeah, but I mean, but and, and I've talked to folks, you know, like I say, I talked pretty openly with uh, Bianca about this, who is trans. Um, mm-hmm. And I'm like, you know, hey, listen, you're a person. You're welcome on the show. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I love the fact that we disagree on pretty much everything. I said, but I'm not going to mm-hmm. support a, a civil right when it really is an adult individual choice. And I would never take away that adult individual right. choice for adults. You know, over 18, right. I mean, that's probably even too young. Right. I would say, you know, 25. Um, but uh, again, mm-hmm. that, that would be the ethical thing for doctors to do. But if, if somebody wants to live their life as they choose and live it differently with surgery and drugs, okay. I mean, Botox is, mm-hmm. is a choice. You know, cosmetic surgery sure. just to look better is a choice. That's okay. However, sure. when you start going in saying that this is a civil right, that I have to change my view to accommodate you, right. that's a problem. I right. don't have to accommodate yeah. you. I don't have to accommodate your lifestyle. I can accept it. Uh, I can I can tolerate it. I don't have to condone it. Big difference. Exactly and we, right. I don't, and we don't have to make a exactly. law about it or change the laws so that people have to change yeah. their entire lives to accommodate people that are making an individual choice. So it should stay mm-hmm. an individual choice and should not go any further. And that and you know and this is, I'm open about it. I don't I don't I don't hide this even with people that are trans. And I've had trans people on the show. Yeah. And you know and for the most part, that's acceptable, which is quite interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's all about not pushing a viewpoint on another person. We all have individual choices that we can make. And if we start pushing our own, I mean, yes, I'm conservative, but I don't try and force other people to believe the way that I believe. I can argue my point and I can try and make them see the light, but I am never going to push myself and say, legally, you are bound to follow the Ten Commandments. No, obviously, 
mm-hmm. you can make a choice to do as you want as a free thinking individual. And even yep. Jesus himself made that very clear when he walked the earth. You can choose to accept okay. me or you can choose to reject me. Period. Mm-hmm. Yo, background noise there. Someone want to join us? <laughs> no, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> Don't know what that was. I heard yelling. Oh, somebody yelled somewhere. That's okay. Um, but yeah, it, it, it is very clear. And I think that's the difference between conservatives and liberals. Or, or I wouldn't say liberals, uh, but conservatives and leftists. Is that conservatives are like, yeah. you know, here's my life. Uh, let me leave it. And let me lead it. And I'll leave you right. alone. You leave me alone. We're going to be fine. Uh, and, and the left is like, no, no, you have to live the way I tell you to live. And that's the fundamental yeah, conflict. Yeah, exactly. You know, and if they would mm-hmm. just get over themselves, Absolutely. if they want to live as communists, and give everything to the state. I don't have a problem, you know, if they want to not have property and not have rights and not exercise them, uh, but they can't take away, take away my rights. You know, there was a judge in California that said something really horrible. This judge should have been immediately removed from the bench, uh, talking about uh, open carry. And the judge overruled open carry somewhere. I forgot where it was. Uh, the state eventually made a law against it. Although it, it, we used to do open carry demonstrations in California. We go to restaurants and Starbucks and things like that. We tell them ahead of time. So what we do at open carry a, a show at your place. We're like, yeah, great. Come on in. We always get more business when you do. So, okay, fine. So we all show up there open carry. The police would know they'd have to check our guns, make sure they were unloaded. Of course, we had a magazine on the other side of our hip, right? So we've got an unloaded gun with, right. with a couple of loaded magazines. But that's the way the law said, right? So that's what we did. And it's amazing how some of those police did not know much about guns. And it's like, if you can handle my gun, you better know what you're doing. And they didn't. But they're pretty strong, so that's okay. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> anyway, point being that we go into these places and we, you know, you'd have like – 20 or 30 people armed, openly carrying, sitting in a Starbucks. And mm-hmm. like, hey, come on in. This is, safe, this is the safest Starbucks in the San Francisco Bay Area. Come on down. Right. It's really fun. Right. Yeah. And then they banned open yeah. carry. But, but, but a judge said, you know, that your right to, to carry guns it does not supersede these other people's rights to feel safe. Exactly. Okay. What's wrong with exactly. that? Exactly. Before I, before I uh, give so, my point of view. Okay. No, so the the fact is that they're basically making well, they're overriding the Second Amendment because yes, we can have we can have the free right to carry the weapons anywhere we want, and and it's not overriding anyone's right to have a sense of security no matter where they go. It's precisely because we want a sense of security that they're carrying. It's precisely to protect those very individuals who want to sit there and say, oh no, you're imposing on me with your gun carrying ways. No, mm-hmm. we're here to help you so that if some idiot wants to pull a gun at the counter and try and rob you, I'm here to defend you. Would you rather have violence be ensued by idiots or would you rather have law-abiding citizens get your back and make sure that you're safe and your kids are safe? I would always pick the latter, personally. Yeah. I would go even further. I would say that people's feelings, individuals' feelings are irrelevant to, to the exercise oh, of rights. It doesn't matter what they feel. They can feel anything thing. they want. Absolutely. I don't care how they feel. There's, there's, yeah. a, there's a saying, uh, Ben Shapiro made this quite famous, and that is, facts have no feelings. And that's just true. Who has no feelings? Facts. Oh, facts? Facts, facts. Okay. have yeah. no feelings. No, that's true. Yeah. 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 But, but, but rights, too. If, if feelings could trump rights, there would be no rights, because all someone would have to say is, well, I don't feel like you should be able to say that. I'm offended. And that's actually, now that I think right. about it, that's, kind of the, that's the same thing. That's like using feelings to thing. override rights. Well, since rights Correct. are completely separate. So here's another thing, too. I mean, the Constitution is designed to limit government. So the, the, the Bill of Rights is not designed for people to exercise anything. We already have those rights. What it's designed to do Correct. is to stop government from, from touching them. So the whole point of the exactly. Second Amendment is not to say that you can carry a gun. The Second Amendment does not say that you can carry a gun. You can carry a gun just because it's a natural right to defend yourself. 
or hunt or whatever whatever reason you want to, or just the right. fact that it exists, and, you right. know, because because it's it's your personal property. So you don't need a reason yes. to carry a gun. What the Second Amendment mm-hmm. says is that the government cannot touch your ability. Exactly. The Second Amendment is is exactly. is an and this is why all rights are absolute. People don't say, well, what do you mean you can you can uh, take a machine gun and uh, shoot a bunch of people? Well, first of all, that's the Second Amendment has nothing to do with that. That's what an individual yeah. is doing using a firearm. Well, that comes under statutory law. That's completely different. Mm-hmm. That's a completely right. different case. That's like saying, you know, you're against uh, immigrants. Well, are you talking legal or illegal? Makes all the difference in the world. You know, yes, and does. so, and these arguments, but this, these whole feeling arguments, you know, and people buy this nonsense. Well, I don't feel safe. Okay, mm-hmm. well, what are you mm-hmm. going to do about it? You know, you, you can feel however you want. Uh, I don't feel safe without a gun. So, so, so now what's right. the difference? So, so do feelings matter? No, I still have a, no. you know, I have a God-given right to, 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 to a gun, my, to exercise my self-defense. And the government has, right. has an absolute prohibition on touching that. That's why all rights are absolute. Right. Because it's, not, it's mm-hmm. got nothing to do with people or individuals. And people forget that they don't, or they don't even know it. They don't understand that. Mm-hmm. Make sense? No, it makes perfect sense. And I mean, the only thing I can even comparatively speak it to is like people that choose to have a dog as a pet, some people mm-hmm. are going to pick a Rottweiler or a German Shepherd because they're going to feel more safe with a dog who lets them have some type of a, a bark or a growl or an imposing manner at anybody coming mm-hmm. to the front door. Other people are mm-hmm. going to get a teacup poodle, and they're just going to be like wanting to cuddle it and care for it and be carrying it around and dressing it up like Paris Hilton back in the old day and carrying it everywhere they go and having it be a, or, or a comfort or an emotional support. But the fact <laughs> of the matter is you get the choice. You can either have a defending dog or you can have a little teacup poodle. That's your freedom to pick whatever dog you want. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's interesting. Yeah. But uh, how, how, how can we relate this to rights? How about dogs barking in, in someone's yard? Well, how about Bryson, right... his, dog commander, his dog commander has bitten 11 people in the short course of the term that he's been in the White House. Well, let's Biden talk about that. For, wait, wait a minute. There, there's there's got to be some. I, I had forgotten that story. I, I think I heard it uh, last night. But yeah. Yes. So tell me about that story. What's going on there? Oh, I was looking at the story last night, and it's just, and again, I believe it was within the past 48 hours, it bit a Secret Service agent. And it's like the 11th incident that has occurred in the past couple of years with this dog. And yet somehow Biden is not claiming that, oh, no, we better kill all German shepherds because my dog <laughs> is biting my secret service agent. Well, I think we need somehow some dog it's still control. okay to have German shepherds. Yeah, that, that dog's exactly. a dangerous weapon. Exactly. We, need some, we need some dog oh, control. Why not put muzzles on every single German shepherd? I mean, that's essentially what you're doing when you remove extra magazines from guns. Oh no, we're just yeah. going to require muzzles now for every single yep. German shepherd. <laughs> and, and stop the and, and seize the pet food companies for contributing to uh, dangerous weapons, for maintaining yes, dangerous yes. weapons. Now we need, yeah, okay. We, yeah. Now we mm-hmm. now <laughs> we need to make sh- we need to make sure that uh, we're giving them a certain organic green dog food because certain ingredients are going to make them have mad dog mm-hmm. food. You know, mad exactly. Yep. <laughs> Yep. So now we need uh, we need a, a green uh, energy uh, dog program. We'll have to think of something. We need we need an equity program for dogs. So you have to replace your dog with something equitable, like cats. <laughs> now, I mean, we're being silly, obviously here, but uh, under normal circumstances, yes. if a dog bites eleven people, it's put down. Normal yes. circumstances. Under normal circumstances. That is, that mm-hmm. is a dangerous animal. So, and yet, according to uh, for Biden, it's perfectly acceptable to just have this dog keep biting people and biting people, and it's it's okay. Well, we all know he's mentally incapacitated, so apparently his dog can you know defend his rights just as so, a normal person would have. So here's the question: Does Biden mm-hmm. kick his dog when nobody's looking? 
that's a good question. Does he? Well, I don't know. I mean, why else would this dog be so mean and bite other people? It's not going to bite the hen that feeds it. I have but well, what causes? To, right? I'm going to ask, ask Tara this question. I'm going to ask Tara this question on Friday. Tara Tara Deeb is our our Santa Rosa County Animal Shelter report. Uh, she's fabulous, mm-hmm. and so I, I have to make a little note here. Tara D. <laughs> Tara D. On what's the, what's the dog's name? Commander. Commander. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Does Biden kick him when no one's looking? Does Biden kick his dog? <laughs> Yeah, that'd be a great yeah. question. See if you can look into that right? for next week. Look for photos. I mean, I'm not sure how I mean, we would even figure that out. I, I just know no, that just, the dog no, has just, bitten. Uh-huh. Uh Um, in the past four months, it's bitten seven people. One secret service yeah, agent even got sent to the hospital. Yeah, and so he's not just this dog isn't just biting anybody. He's biting Secret Service professionals. Secret Service. Mm-hmm. That are supposed mm-hmm. to guard. Exactly. Now, here, all right. Here, so here, so here's the here's the 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 the, the worst case scenario. Uh, someone is trying to attack the person occupying the White House, and the Secret mm-hmm. Service goes to protect the person illegally occupying the White House. The dog gets in the way, and the person illegally op- occupying the White House gets hurt or killed mm-hmm. because the dog attacked the Secret Service who were trying to save the illegal occupant of the White right. House. How's that for a scenario? Right. Yeah. That 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 would be one to definitely think through. And then who's at fault in that? The the person that left the dog there after already biting Secret Service members uh, along mm-hmm. with others. Would you not okay. blame the owner of the dog? So let's talk about the 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 illegal White House occupant who is not, as far as we know, mentally mm-hmm. incapacitated. One Jill Biden, Doctor Jill. Hmm. Hmm. Mm. The greatest elder there abuser we go. in America. The greatest elder abuser in yeah. American history. So why is mm-hmm. she? Does she kick the dog? That's the better question. I have a feeling that if Joe kicks the dog, it's out of not even understanding the dog is there. Oh, what's that fuzzy thing that I felt under the table? Is that my wife's foot in her slipper? <laughs> kick the dog. No, <laughs> is, it's actually. Is that my footrest? <laughs> yeah, it's my footrest, yeah. <laughs> I'm saying someone's kicking this dog. I mean, this this dog has bitten so many people that something is something is wrong. Now, so so we need. I'm serious. This is this is worth researching. It's these little things that come up that are very revealing. So I want to know what's going on in the White House that this Mm -hmm. dog is biting people. So that's a German shepherds are 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 highly intelligent dogs. They're used as guard Mm -hmm. dogs. They're very loyal to their owners generally. And yet this dog is biting people. So there's something going on here. Right. You know, is it's is Hunter trained, dropping cocaine in the something. dog food? Is is, is Hunter dropping be, cocaine in the dog food? I was actually going to go there. Yes, okay, go I, there. I was actually going to imply it. I bet Hunter yeah. is involved. No, I can totally see him either feeding them something because, you know, who's going to list Pedo Joe as a contact in their phone and not want some kind of, you know, ulterior motive to get back at him for whatever, whether it's the money okay. that he got on his behalf and he wants it back. I can totally see motive on Hunter's part. I can see motive on Jill's part. I go back to the Easter thing where there was the giant bunny dressed up and he was walking around like a, like a, you know, zombie spoon. Yeah. Like a, being led from one person to another. And then he gets involved in a conversation and he's quickly led away. Why didn't commander attack the Easter bunny? Chances are he's trained to attack animals, right? That's just a big bunny. He should have gone after the Easter bunny as far as I yeah, know. Yeah, it's a good question. Well, why did, the Easter bunny, <laughs> why did the Easter bunny shove Joe Biden out of the way and direct him uh, off stage? Mm-hmm. So, well, so because, if you know, 
That's what don't they do. Don't say anything we don't want you to say. Mm-hmm. So, so wait. So there was a huge investigation. Who was who in that? Who was in the bunny suit? If you'll excuse the expression. <laughs> it, I don't remember if they ever announced who it was. I know it was one of his handlers. Well, let's find out. Quote. Okay, so are you making a list? Because we've got a, we got a lot of stuff here for next week. We want to know <laughs> who's kicking. All I'm right, serious. Let me go to my, so, so, my notes so, so, here. So write this down for next week. So who's kicking, okay. you know, Commander? You know, who, who, okay. who's kicking, you know, Brandon's dog? Uh, who is in the bunny suit at Easter? See, remember, what's, this is the not the news part of your report. Uh-huh. What's, uh-huh. what's not in the news? We need to know what's not in the news. What's not in the news is uh-huh. no one ever said who was in that bunny suit. Okay, so whoever's in that bunny suit, we need to know who they know because we need to know who told them to direct uh, Brandon yep. off stage. Because who's ever behind them, behind yeah. them, behind them, eventually is Obama. So what I want to do exactly. is trace. I want to trace the the bunny, <laughs> you know, to to o- Obama bunny, Obama bunny. Wouldn't it be hysterical if we found out Michelle Obama was in the bunny suit? Well, see, let's find out. We need to know who right? wears the bunny suit. Now, here's, here's how you cross-reference these kind of things, right? So we, so what we want to find out, you have to do – so what you want to do is look for a bio of the, the person that wears the bunny suit. So look for, mm-hmm. look for a puff piece, Vanity Fair, you know, anything that, uh, any, anything that had Michelle Obama on the cover. It's probably going to have the bunny right? suit. The Easter Bunny. Just go back, okay. uh, go back to uh, you know a couple of years previously, or just go back years, you know, on Easter, and and find out mm-hmm. you know who who's uh, you know who wears the president's you know Easter Bunny suit. Right. The, right. Okay. So okay. this is last Easter, right? So and then we need to know mm-hmm. because let's let's tra- and so then this is this is you know surreptitious reporting. So then we trace it back to you know who do they know? What what's their position in the White House? You know, are they also the ones right. that uh, cut off the microphone? The ones that end the press conferences that when Joe Biden says, yes. I have to go to bed, <laughs> you know, right in the middle of a press yes. conference, you know, that they start mm-hmm. playing music. I mean, is it the same person? I mean, this is interesting now, right? Okay. Right. And they could so, actually be, I wonder if they're pumping like lullaby music into an earpiece in his face when, you know, when he's falling asleep during interviews. Wouldn't that be funny? Well, is there <laughs> an know that that's why he's actually sneezing. He's got a teleprompter, I mean, so and also you want to get you want yeah. to get the quote where Obama said, uh, you know, we should we should put this on on, on video too. Now, remember when Obama said, you know, I really wish that I, I don't want to be president, but I want to be able to talk to the person that is, and I want to be able to tell him exactly what to do and how to run things, and uh, I can just sit back and and watch. Remember when he said something like that? He actually said mm, something like that. Yeah, I vaguely. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay, you know, see Obama. The nice thing about him is he brags about what he wants to do. See, the problem with these leftists right. is they, they, they tell you, they, keep, they make it so obvious, they keep telling you. And they'll say, oh, yeah. here's what I want to do. Here's how I want to take over the country. I want to fundamentally transform, transform the country. Remember when he talked about, Obama talked about, uh, it was at Colorado Springs with the Air Force Academy. He says, we need a security force that's just as large as the military. Really? Well, isn't that interesting? And then he goes and uh, right. creates a, an army of bureaucrats that's 287,000. This came up with Christina Bobby yesterday that uh, I, yes. I said, because she was a Marine, right? She's a retired Marine. And I said, you only have 185,000 Marines. I said, there's 287,000, you know, bureaucrats. You know, there's 100,000 right. more bureaucrats that are armed than Marines. She's like, yeah, it's mm-hmm. kind of weird. <laughs> you know, I don't know if you had a chance to yeah, listen to that interview, but sort of asking everybody. I was really proud of that one. We, I think we did well. Covered a lot of ground. A whole lot of ground. But let's find out. Um, yeah. Yeah. So, so dogs that bite are generally a, a symptom, I would guess, of a dysfunctional family. Something's wrong. I would guess too. Yeah, exactly. Okay, let's look into it. Yep. And and why is it that homeowners insurance policies, you know, they outlaw things like pit bulls, 
and German Shepherds and Rottweilers, and they're very specific. If you have any of those dogs, they will not give you homeowner's insurance. Really? And that's just based on the premise of what breed they are. Oh, yeah. If you've not looked at a homeowner's insurance policy recently, there's a list of about 12 dogs that are completely excluded. And if you have any of those dogs, either your policy is going to cost double what it would be or you're not going to get insured at all. They flat out refuse because they're too risky and they're fearful that that dog will bite someone, cause a lawsuit, and basically the insurance company would have to pay millions of dollars out in the course of that lawsuit. Right. So why is it that Biden's allowed to have a dog that not only is that breed, but has already bitten people 11 times? This dog, like after the second incident, should have been barred from the White House. Mm-hmm. Should have been out to pasture somewhere, so, you know, out, out, yeah. out in doggy doggy retirement home, <laughs> where wherever yeah. doggies go to, to live exactly. out their days in a calm and peaceful place. Maybe the dog's hyperactive and mm-hmm. can't stand the, the the stress that goes on in the White House. Exactly. exactly. You know, but there's something. There's more to this story. Uh, let's find out. Okay, well, I've got my notes. I'm taking my notes. Okay, good. Yeah, because I used to take notes, and I found I was taking notes for every report. It's like, now I just have you folks do it. <laughs> it's so much easier. Then you can come back and, uh, you know, come back next week and go, oh, hey, remember when you said this, Greg? Uh, no, nah, go ahead, fill me in. Okay, fine. <laughs> so, so yeah, uh, yeah. I've, got, I've got a ton of stories, but what, do you, what's, what's, what have you been following this week? What's, uh, what's caught your interest? Oh, my gosh. I've got three different stories that all have to do with school, <laughs> believe it or not. Oh, the very I first anything. one that I came across. Yes, I believe right? everything you said. The very first I do, one I, I came across actually ties. <laughs> well, that's because I do my research. <laughs> I know. That's why I asked. Um, there's actually a whole report out now by professionals. They're finding that students in schools, based on the 2022-2023 school period, were more violent than in years past. And they're predicting the oh. same thing for the 2023-2024. And I don't know, you know why this isn't being pushed and talked about more. But the fact of the matter is it's like these kids post-COVID are now exhibiting violent behavior, interestingly enough. Hmm, gee, what could be the link there? And in the well, process, not, no. professionals mm-hmm. well, professionals are saying, well, we should scale back on our get tough measures. We don't want to get <laughs> tough and isolate these kids and suspend them or anything like that. No, 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 no. We just want to provide a nicer environment in the classroom so that these violent behaviors don't happen. It's, we're just going to nip it in the bud because obviously it's all our fault and we just need to be, we need to give them their space. So I'm going to go into my whole, my, my mom Karen voice right now. We just need to give them coloring books and some quiet time and everything will be okay. We don't need to kick them out. I'm sorry, Billy, what's that? You want to punch me in the face? I'm really sorry you feel that way. Why don't you take a pretty picture of a butterfly and go color it in the corner? I'm sure you'll feel better after that. Oh, Yeah, that's uh, pretty amazing. Yeah. Um, unfortunately, yeah. I, I just discovered that I hadn't scrolled down. Mark had some comments from earlier um, talking about hormone blockers, 11, no problem. Tattoos, mm. 18. You know, it's interesting. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it, it also is ideal cross of a guard dog or a home dog, uh, Bernie's Mountain Dog. Big, uh, big barks, uh, but loves to cuddle. Yeah, Bernie's uh, Mountain Dogs are, are incredible. I, They're from, from Burns, Switzerland. I you know. have, no, I have a Bernie's Mountain Dog cross breed because she's a Bernadoodle cross with a King Cavalier. And she Bernadoodle? is a teddy bear. Did you say Bernadoodle? Bernadoodle. Uh-huh. Oh, my God. I did. I said Bernadoodle. Yes, she's mixed with Please. Poodle. She's Bernie's yeah. Mountain Dog with Poodle and Cavalier. 
So it wouldn't be like a burn poo doodle. That would be a bit much, right? That would be a bit much. It's a burn a doodle. Mm-hmm. Burn a doodle. Okay. Well, anytime you put doodle at the end of something, it's funny. It just is. Okay. Yes, I know. Yeah. I know. <laughs> This is really amazing. All right. Well, let's find out. I'm curious why why those particular dog breeds. Because, you know, you talk to uh, Tara, who does our, our animal report, and, and pit bulls mm-hmm. can be just as nice or just as nasty uh, as any dog. It just depends on their training. So it's not the, the breed, but there are people that train, you know, these dogs, these bigger dogs, to be dangerous. And that's that's the problem. So really, it's the owners uh, that need the insurance, right. not, uh, not so much the dogs. Okay. So let's get back to um, right. what were we just talking about? Oh, education. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. The problem, the problem is, uh, if you wanted to, here's another note for you. Uh, check out the physician's desk reference for the side effects of Ritalin and Adderall. Mm-hmm. And I will tell you, mm-hmm. and I will tell you what you find. You will find suicidal and homicidal tendencies. So why would you give a sure. drug to kids that make them suicidal or homicidal openly? I mean, this is, they openly say this right on the physician, and you can check it just to make sure the latest edition might be slightly different. I haven't looked for a few years, but a few years ago I did this on the air. I actually looked up the physician's desk reference and read those two because we were doing a real and an Adderall special. And all these guys were calling in, you know, 10, 20, 30 years after elementary school uh, where they were given all these drugs mm-hmm. and they're still suffering from them. And so they're creating violent people. Now, here's something we don't know. This would be a really interesting research project. What happens when you have COVID shots on top of that, Ritalin and Adderall. Yeah, that's what I was getting at. Mm-hmm. And exactly. let's, put the, let's put the antidepressants in there too. The, the serotonin, yes. Yes. let me see if I can say this correctly, serotonin mm-hmm. reuptake inhibitors. I just like saying that. That's really impressive. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Serotonin so reintake inhibitors. Is that what you called it? Reuptake. Reuptake. SSRI. Oh, reuptake. Okay. Serotonin okay. reuptake inhibitors. Okay. Basically antidepressants, Lovox, uh, mm-hmm. uh, what's that, 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 that uh, starts with a P uh, uh, that everybody takes. Uh, take a mm. something. Anyway, you know the ones I'm talking about. The ones that uh, the the folks uh, the, the the Columbine folks, Klebold yeah, and yeah. Dylan, that mm-hmm. they were on. I think yeah. it was Lovox. Uh, yeah. What's that? I'll, I'll think of it in a minute. Uh, anyway, so the, there's there's several antidepressant drugs out there that all do the same mm-hmm. thing. So let's combine. Let's let's see if there's a reference somewhere that says uh, what if you combine Adderall, Ritalin, um, Lovox, uh, and a COVID uh, shot all in the same person. What happens? Oh my gosh! That yeah. okay? You want me to take Let's that down out. and like research it because who knows? Okay, so we're yeah. taking Ritalin, Adderall, COVID vaccine, antidepressants, uh-huh. combining it all together, and it's the perfect recipe more. for disaster. A- add in hormone blockers. Okay, what else? Horm- oh, hormone and blockers. hormone blockers. Gotcha. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. Okay. So let's uh, let's put all those side effects. That? I'm trying to think. Of this one, Marco must know. What, what's that? Uh, everybody was taking it for a while. Take a. It starts with P, uh, and it's an antidepressant drug. Everybody was on them. Oh, antidepressant that starts with P. I know this. I know I know it. Everybody knows it. Prozac. This, this is the problem with Prozac. Prozac. Thank you. Prozac. Yeah, put that on the list. Yeah, yes. Prozac. Yep. So and Prozac, Prozac Lovex, okay. uh, Ritalin, Adderall, hormone blockers. <laughs> you know. Uh, oh my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. Prozac. Yeah. So, so put that on the list. Let's. Uh, so this plus this plus this. Yeah. Someone's probably done a study on this. This sounds I mean, like a Jordan Peterson. The, the first. The first thing that you're like even gonna go with because Adderall is essentially like cocaine. So you're you're giving them a speed and an antidepressant, and then you're telling them that you're, they're not their own gender, and then you're giving them coagulated blood clot makers. I I just. I, I, at some point, they're going to have a, an aneurysm, and they're just going to be done for because that's just too much. It's well, now, absolutely and then too if, much. 
And then if you're an athlete and you're expending huge amounts of energy, you've got mm. adrenaline pumping in, yeah. and you've got uh, exactly. you know, your heart's working like it's supposed to when you exercise well. Yes. But, but everything in the body moves faster, blood moves faster. I'll tell you what's interesting right. with me. That, right. uh, having someone who experienced life with only 50% of my blood going through my heart, the other half going backwards, uh, having heart surgery where 100% of my blood went through. Uh, I, I got, I'm here to tell mm-hmm. you, it's a big difference. <laughs> it's a sure. really big difference. Uh, I have unlimited, sure. unlimited wind power now. Oh, yeah, I can still get tired. Yeah. But, uh, but what's, what I notice is, is the recovery time. You know, I'll do 50 minutes mm-hmm. on the elliptical hard, you know, before I do the other weights and things. I was just in the gym last night. Um, and, and 15 minutes on the elliptical, you know, or even half an hour. I used, well, I bike ride a lot. That's why I only do it 15. But at 15 yeah. minutes, yeah. you know, I mean, I, I feel it, but only for about 30 seconds, <laughs> you know, whereas it used to be like yeah. you know, two or three yeah. minutes. My recovery time is so sure. much faster now that my heart's pumping 100% mm-hmm. of the blood in the right direction. Of course. And that makes a difference. Of course. You know? So let's, let's combine that in. Well, let's combine athletic activity mm-hmm. in with, and cocaine. So throw cocaine athletic in there, because cocaine's causing yeah. the heart attacks. Well, cocaine is Adderall. I mean, Ritalin and Adderall are essentially just that. It's the same thing. Uh, they can crush it up and snort it just like it. And really? meth would be the other thing to add. Mm-hmm. Okay. They are. We've got quite, we got quite a list now. See, no one ever puts these things together. Let's put them all together. Right. And see if, see if there's a study on the cumulative, interactive... Uh, effects of all these drugs in the same person. Man, I wonder yeah. if there's anybody that's even survived a week on all of those things. <laughs> well, no, I think there are millions of people that are out there surviving on it, but the question is how? I, I, you know, how? And, and what, is, what does that do for the rest of their life? If you're on all these drugs, exactly. you know, and all of a sudden, and mm-hmm. you're taken through puberty, when your whole body is changing, and all your hormones are yeah. adapting to a drugged environment. So there's another question. What is the difference between yeah. someone who had a no-drug environment, namely me, you know, uh, mm-hmm. compared to people that uh, grew up in, in the modern society where they're completely drugged, uh, especially if, if their mothers were drugged, you know, so they're already right. born drugged, you know, and it becomes, right. uh, you know, a big pharma uh, farm. <laughs> you know, so they're basically farming people. Well, and that, yeah, that is exactly big what they're doing. And, and I mean, I can big, give you, you know, a perfect uh, example uh-huh. of that is anybody who has been in an accident of any kind, if you break your spine, like, for example, my brother who fell from a ladder and he shattered his spine and his leg, the easiest solution was not to surgically fix him. No, the easiest solution was here. We're going to prescribe you um, drugs for the rest of your life. So essentially getting him on opioids to where he was on Percocet for 14 years before he finally had had enough because you take that stuff long enough and something else goes wrong, like a kidney stone, you get yep. into the hospital, your levels are so high, they will not give you anything Bingo. for the pain and you're in agony. Bingo. And that was the moment that he was like, I'm done with this stuff. I can't handle it. I, it the, the kidney stone is too painful to deal with without drugs and mm-hmm. you won't give me anything for the pain because you claim that the better solution for my back pain is to keep me on opioids. They want that though. They would much more easily prescribe that then actually fix the problem. And this is what they do for so many members of our country through hmm. Medicaid and Medicare and these other programs is we're not going to treat you properly. We're just going to make the side effects go away. We're going to block the pain receptors in your nervous system with a drug that we've created to make you dependent on us for the rest of your life. Yeah, I realized that earlier when I had uh, lower back pain and, uh, and I wanted to get it cured. You know, my father had back pain all his life. He always mm-hmm. complained of it. So I thought it was natural. But uh, after a while, I thought, you know what? I got to take a look at some stuff. And of course, you know, the, the recommendation mm-hmm. was, well, you might need back surgery one day. I said, no, you're not giving me back surgery. What, what, give me another right. alternative. And this is the thing. People never say that. What's the alternative? I went to a chiropractor when I was 17, yeah. took myself there, signed myself right. in, and right. uh, did the whole bit. 
and got an adjustment and felt great, <laughs> you know, and yeah, uh, yeah, exactly. Am, you know, 45 some odd years later, um, still going mm-hmm. to the chiropractor two or three, four times a year as necessary. Never had back surgery, right. never had hip replacement, never had knee replacement. Everything's fine. I don't need any of that stuff yes. because no. I took care of the problem. I didn't medicate it. I mean, that's exactly. But, you know, the federal, yeah. it, it is, but the government will not push chiropractors. They want to chalk them all up as quacks. Well, if chiropractors are such quacks, why do we have so many of them in our country? Why do we have so many yep. people that go to them and get positive results? I myself, keep going I have back. a bulging disc. <laughs> yeah. 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 And, yeah. and when you, when you want to ask for the alternatives, you know, surgery is going to cost $25,000 and up. Mm-hmm. And if you just give people pain medicine, you'll, you'll just die in a few years and you'll shut up. You won't go to court and complain about it. You'll die from whatever OD or whatever you need to take out the side effects, whatever it, the case may be. What, That's what are the, the long-term way effects? To go. Another note, the long-term effects of painkillers. What are the long-term? Long-term what effects is it, what it, of, oh, usually... Yeah. Usually it's liver damage. I mean, that's first and foremost. Huh. Liver damage is huge amongst long-term drug use. Yes. So if liver damage is the result of painkillers, you're not curing the problem. You're just masking it over, much like antidepressants and depression. The cure for depression is to cure the depression. Find out what's bothering you. Deal with it. Right. Uh, that's right. what I did. You know, and so exactly. it, was it painful? Absolutely. Hurt like hell physically. It was physical pain you know, to go through it, but right. it was worth it because now I have action radio. So action radio would not be possible if I didn't work through my depression. Um, but uh, and that, was, right. that was a while right. ago. So it's just, you know, but uh, coming up on like eight, nine years, <clears throat> but right. it was worth it, you know? And so these, right. these things right. you have to work through. So, so the, we got yeah. a pretty good, interesting list here of, of the cumulative effects. Well, we should look into big pharma. I, I, you know, that, the whole saying that I just came up with, the big pharma actually farms people. They do, you know, people yeah. are like a yes, crop to them. And the people and yeah. they get watered and fed with uh, antibiotics and, uh, mm-hmm. you know, the whole vaccine thing. You know, it's interesting. There was a study that just right. came out that the United States is the only country pushing COVID shots on six-month-old babies. Everybody else has left that long ago. Oh, yeah. yeah so definitely. So, so the difference between us and them is we have big pharma and, and they have lobbyists. Correct. It's not medical. It's not for medical Correct. reasons to do this. This is simply a profit, farming people. Right. Huh. Exactly. And that's what well, I was getting that. at when yeah. they when they want to sit okay. there and make you dependent on that. And and another one of yeah. the effects, and you can tie this in, you know, as you see fit, not only does mm-hmm. it cause liver damage, but a lot of times it causes enamel and tooth damage, depending on what you have. It just erodes your teeth. And if that's the case and you start having bad teeth, a lot of dental care is not covered by things like Medicaid. Basic cleaning once a year and that type of thing. But if your teeth are literally rotting out of your mouth, none of that's covered by the government. Mm-hmm. Big Pharma is going to make it happen. And if your teeth are hurting you, what's the thing that you're going to do? You're going to eat soft food. What's the most readily available soft food? Processed food. And that goes into oh. a whole other category of problems when we come to addicting our nation to processed foods that lead to morbid obesity, cholesterol, high blood pressure. Guess what that does? Puts you on more medicine because now you got to take medicine for high blood pressure and for cholesterol and everything else. It's a vicious cycle. Yeah, I don't take any medicine. None. I'm going to be no, 64 next no. month. You know, I don't take any medicine. Mm-hmm. I'm probably one of probably like one in, in a thousand Americans of my age that takes no medicine. Right. None. Right. You know, I'm losing weight. I'm getting healthier. Yeah. Things are, are, are going fabulously well. It's, it's a, it's, it's quite, right. uh, you know, I'm quite happy with the way things are going. Um, you know, well, I finally found a career I like have... at retirement age. <laughs> Let me go ahead. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> And 
Well, I was going to say probably you don't have genetics in your family that lead to abnormally high cholesterol, and that is an issue. I mean, sometimes there are DNA issues in our bloodline that will allow us to have certain things that diet and exercise will not fix. They can make it better, but they will not make it go away. So there, yes, but it should yeah, not weight, be a long-term thing. Yeah, weight is the big thing. one. Weight is the thing that runs in of my course. family. Uh, and alcoholism. And so I've never had an alcohol yeah, issue. Yeah. Uh, I got drunk once. Right. That was enough. <laughs> Never did it again. So that's that's yep. not an issue. Yep. Um, but uh, but right. the weight has always been an issue, and and so now I'm I'm doing intermittent fasting, um, but I'm I'm feeling better and healthier. I don't feel much different than I did in my 20s, and when I get rid of you know about 30 more pounds, I'm going to be you know bounding around pretty much as I did before. Mm-hmm. It's kind of weird. Right. Watching everybody else right. kind of decline, and my friends are like, you know, oh, it's time to retire. Time to like take it easy. Like, take it easy? Are you kidding? I'm just getting right. started. <laughs> You know, you're living your best life. That's right. Oh, absolutely. Well, and now I got the wisdom, you know, of being around for 60 some odd years to actually be able to use mm-hmm. that, that wisdom. And it does make exactly. a difference. You know, this, this is why I love having people absolutely. on the show. You know, we've got, we've got Brianna, who's a teenager. You know, we've got uh, mm-hmm. Candace when she comes back. I think she's 30 ish something or, or maybe a, mm-hmm. approaching 30. She's somewhere on either side of 30. So that's a different generation. Mm-hmm. You know, we've got 40-something people. Yeah. We've got 50-something people, and we've got us old folks. <laughs> you know, and then, of course, uh, uh, our, mm-hmm. our, our senior member, Tina, at 75, who still teaches aerobics and, you know, eats steak. Yes. And, you know, uh, oh, English, yeah. uh, professor. That's definitely yeah. – that's, that's what I strive for. I'm going to be one of those. I mean, I've been, I've been working out since my 20s, and I am yeah. very active, and I intend to stay active well into my mm-hmm. 70s. I, I want mm-hmm. every joint lubricated. I don't want any replacement therapy. Like, I'm no. all for – Staying active and eating well, and that's that's my mo. Yeah, and I know this is something I find fascinating. This is why I love doing wellness stuff on the show. Is that I, I mean, I don't have physical pain. I mean, I really don't. Well, mm-hmm. I mean, you no, know, I don't there's either. Always, there's some little thing, but uh, as far as pain, as far as not being able to do anything, no. Right. You know, it, right. it's fascinating. Exactly. I still bike ride, still hit the gym, still uh, do all the stuff I do, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, it's a uh, I'll go climb mountains if I, you know. I, I won't get the, the, yeah. the ropes and the, the carabiners. <laughs> I'm not that crazy. Um, but, uh, yeah, right. you know, I, can, I can hike a decent hill. So uh, exactly. it's really quite interesting. Yeah. Well, I want to get back yeah. flying again. Well, that's, back, that's my real project. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, back to news. Well, when, yeah. I, I was yeah. going to say back to the, the school issue. That first story about the disciplinary action was the first thing that caught my eye. The second thing that caught my eye is California actually passed a new law requiring gender-neutral bathrooms in school. So now every single California school is required to have a gender neutral bathroom. And, Hmm. you know, it begs the question of why is this being allowed right now? So we're just going to have open co-ed bathrooms in schools. Incidences of, you know, obviously I'm going to advocate for the side of being a protective parent. Once their kid in a bathroom to where a boy can go in and harm a girl. It makes Mm -hmm. no sense. Lock the Mm -hmm. door. Nobody can get in during the day or, or study hall or whatever else. Okay, well, what's it going to take to make people wake up and realize that this is a problem? Is it going to take a skyrocketing teenage pregnancy rate to get it there or a skyrocketing abortion rate due to that pregnancy? Or is it going to just take, you know, some, I hope not, but a skyrocketing rate of suicide amongst teenagers because they can't deal with the bullying of some homosexual teen raping another in a bathroom all the time. I don't know, but it's terrible. There's no good outcome of this at all. No, but there is a solution. Yeah, uh, keep make the bathrooms make, boys and girls. Well, that's that's one, but the other one is to uh, uh, make all bathrooms single occupancy. You know, I go to the that gym. Too. Those bathrooms are all mm-hmm. single. You, you know, there's some that have a shower, but basically, you, all the bathrooms are, are uh, there is no male or female because they're they're only they're only for one person. 
I mean, how many kids go to the bathroom right. in high school, you know, all the time? You could easily take that same space and mm-hmm. just make single occupancy bathrooms. And then it wouldn't matter who went mm-hmm. in because they're all single occupancy. Right. Yeah, I don't know why people think of right. that. If, but, if we're going to live in a time, but the, but the problem is that, uh, yeah, I mean, you should, they should be defined by your sex. You know, the chromosomes, yes. the ones you were born yes. with, that's where you go. You know, and it's just, mm-hmm. it, it, and as like I say, adults can make choices, but, or you could have, you know, the men's room, the women's room and the single stall, <laughs> you know, for uh, yeah. anybody else. Yeah. But yeah, but I think, I think you're really, we're coming to a point now because of the politics where, where single stall bathrooms um, are probably going to be the way to go. Yeah. Mm, and and I mean, that makes, it makes sense. It makes sense yeah. to do that, but especially in the how many schools are going to get on board? Yeah. I know, especially in the Don't schools. know. Well, and obviously we're, gonna, we're still going to have the locker agenda. room. Yeah, but it becomes a political agenda to take people who identify uh, as, as the opposite sex and are living the life as the opposite sex, but really aren't. You know, they haven't done the, yeah. the, the surgery. They haven't done the, the drug therapy. Right. It, 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 here, let's get a really uh, intricate discussion. There's people who are, who are you know, living life. There's like, you know, transvestite to transsexual. You know, transvestite just dresses mm-hmm. the opposite sex. Those folks still want to go. Right. Away. You know, if a man dresses a woman, still a man in, in no surgery, no mm-hmm. drugs, nothing. Still a man dresses a woman, wants to use the woman's bathroom. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. But someone who's mm-hmm. actually been through the surgery, you know, and the drug therapy right. is completely right. living their life as, as a, a trans person. You still have the same chromosomes. So, so biologically, you yeah. haven't changed because all this does is, is uh, you know, surgery and drugs. And if that's how you want to live, that's okay. But yeah. Does that mean, you, you know, if you've had this, you know, I mean, I hate to, oh, this, is kind of, this is such a weird discussion. We shouldn't have to have this discussion. But if you've, if you've no, gone through shouldn't. the surgery and you actually are, you know, of the, the parts of the opposite sex, does that make a difference? I mean, if you have the parts and you're going to use a urinal, then I guess have, have the urinal available as a, a man. If you're going to live as a man and you've gone through the, the proper procedure to urinate as a man, then I suppose you can. You can use the men's bathroom. If you've got the yeah. member. I mean, if you yeah, if you've got the member, then go ahead and use what's on the door. But if you don't, if you've not gone through with the surgery and you're just pretending to be a man, uh, mm-hmm. you need to still use the ladies' room because you're you're I, you're you're always going to be a lady no matter what. You're always going to be a woman. Biologically speaking, it doesn't matter. On the inside, you're still a woman. It's just a matter of what you're. If you're going to use a urinal, then go to the men's room. If you're going to sit down, then use a toilet, you have, have a stall, you know, it's, it's such a stupid point to make, but yes, I, I kind of agree with yeah. you in the sense that if somebody follows through with the procedure that they would yeah. do that. Yeah. And we're not assuming that, that just because someone has, has done the surgery that they're, you know, they're, they're going to be violent and things like that. We have to try to make a little disclaimer there, right. but uh, there are people who are, and you know, like the, 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 well, there are. the, the student uh, who was male, you know, calling himself female and ended up uh, sexually yes. assaulting, you know, uh, girls in school. Um, Mark has a comment. That's from, what I was going to yeah, say go next. Yeah, yeah. No, I was just going to comment on that very thing. Like, if you've got the tool available to rape a woman, then you should not be allowed in the women's restroom. Yeah, that makes sense. So, uh, again, single stall bathrooms. All right. So, Marco talked about, we were talking about replacements and vaccines. He says his father got a replacement knee uh, this year. He says sometimes you can't help it. I'm sure there's sometimes you can't help it. Uh, without picking mm-hmm. on Marco's dad, you know, uh, what, what, what lifestyle brings about a replacing knee? You know, if you're overweight, which I'm trying to avoid, you know, you're putting more stress on your joints. Right. So I know the lighter I right. get, the less stress I'm putting on my joints, the better I feel. So that's a good thing. So yes. how much yes. of this is lifestyle? 
you know, if you're carrying a lot oh, of I extra weight, if, if you don't exercise, how much, mm-hmm. you know, how many people who don't exercise have to replace knees and hips? Probably a lot. It would only be those uh, people. I, the only exception that I can think of is if you're in a car accident, obviously, that was not brought about by lifestyle. Exactly. Yeah. Yep. Exactly. That's the only exception I can think of. In, um, uh-huh. Well, okay, two exceptions, either an accident or some kind of debilitating disease that literally eats your bones, you know, a rare condition that's going to weaken your body to where you would naturally be susceptible oh. to needing that kind of a, a replacement. muscular dystrophy. There, there are degenerative correct. diseases. Yeah. Correct. I used, to do dance, I used to do dance marathons in college. We danced 28 hours for MS. Multiple sclerosis. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was interesting. Yep. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Got about well, I mean, back uh, 12 in the days, minutes. remember when labor... Le- I was going to say the Labor Day telethons that used to happen with Jerry Lewis. Those were always for MS. I actually met Jerry Lewis. They don't happen anymore. (laughs) Real real quickly. Yeah, I was 16 years old. It was my favorite. uh, It was my first job. Uh, I was actually working for a flight school, earning you know money for flying lessons, and I'd have to like degrease the airplanes and take all the grease off the bottom and clean them all up and you know do all that kind of stuff. They wouldn't let me fuel them, and I couldn't do any mechanical stuff. Obviously, I wasn't a mechanic, right. but uh, get, get the bugs off the windshield and everything else. And here I am, you know, covered in grease. I'm under this plane that had been cleaned for a while, and Jerry Lewis lands at uh, Hanscom Field, Bedford Airport, Bedford, Massachusetts. And he walks down. Of course, you know me. I walk out. <laughs> I don't care. You know, I'm greasy and I'm mm-hmm. 16 years old, and, you know, and, and Jerry's there. Mr. Lewis, can I can I meet you? Who are you? I'm the airplane uh-huh. cleaner guy. Okay, come on over. <laughs> Second man. Security's like, oh, who's this guy? Okay, fine. You know, couldn't do that with right. Betty Ford. They kicked me out. When, when, when Betty Ford landed and I was under an airplane, he's like, yeah, you have to clear the area here. Oh, okay. Can I throw this rag yeah. out? No, you can't. That, that, that trash can's been cleared. Oh, see, they didn't see me. This is the funniest part. Right? So this is the, here's your secret service, right? So they, they weren't looking under the airplane, and they're, they're patrolling the airport, and they're walking around. And going, well, this is interesting. Who are these guys with the earpieces and the trench coats, right? You know, they, yeah. they, they were so obvious it was funny. And I didn't know that Betty Ford was landing there because they don't you know, tell me the schedule. Right? So I'm under this airplane, and they haven't seen me yet. <laughs> so I'm thinking, you know, I mean, I'm smart enough to know that I said, I better reveal myself before she, you know, because I knew somebody was, I eventually found <laughs> out what was going on. And I said, guys, and then, what are you doing here? So I'm cleaning the airplane. Well, you shouldn't be here. I said, well, it's not my fault. You guys didn't notice me. I'm under an airplane. You should look under airplanes. Oh, yeah, you're right. You know, <laughs> it was one of those kind of conversations. Oh, you got to clear the area. Okay, fine. <laughs> so that's my story. Right. So Secret Service, right, start looking right. under the airplanes for, for airplane cleaners because you never know. So Robert Kennedy, speaking of which, has been denied Secret Service protection by Brandon, even though oh, somebody I, tried to kill him. Last I had week. not. Yeah. I had not heard that. I had not heard that. Which wow. part? The part that he was, that someone is, tried to kill him or that he was denied Secret Service protection? No, no. The the part that he was denied Secret Service protection, I hadn't heard that. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep, yep. The, uh, Brandon, uh, Brandon doesn't care, you know. So, uh, I mean, a Kennedy, how can you not give a Kennedy running for office Secret Service protection, especially one whose father and uncle were killed by political assassination, most likely by our well, own government? How can you not give him Secret Service protection? That's that's a really good question. I would have thought that they would have had like a a long line, you know, of independent single file people lined up to be a Secret Service agent for the Kennedys because of the money that they have. So that surprises me. And and how does Biden have the authority to deny it? He's got private security. Well, Congress could override. Okay. Congress, I'm sure, could could award him Secret Service protection, but they don't because they're geldings. It's the gelding old party. They can't act. They can't do anything. Right. Yeah. Right. Adderall, Ritalin. Well, I... Yeah, <laughs> exactly. I wanted back, back to the to the school. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. as far as as um, one other point that I wanted to to bring to your attention today is Tennessee lawmakers 
are looking at rejecting federal dollars for public education and replacing them with state dollars. That would make them the first state to do that. Okay, so so I need that story in our homeschool page. So we have an Action Radio homeschool page. All all the education stuff goes there. Yeah, so let's put that there. Okay. This is interesting. I'll have to to do that. Do you have the article? Yep. Do you have the article? Okay. Um, I I can get the article. Yeah, I can get it for you. But I had I took a few notes for you, and I wanted to just let you know, kind of briefly touched on this. They they would be the first state in the nation to turn down the federal education funding. Republican House Speaker Cameron Sexton announced the formation of a 10-member joint working group to look at whether the state can fund education without utilizing federal funds. The panel is supposed to have eight Republicans and two Democrats. And the interesting Mm -hmm. thing is they would actually be turning down $1.8 billion in federal education funding. $1.8 billion. But, okay, wait a minute. So what are they gaining, though? Well, they're gaining – well, they're going to look at the fact of whether or not the state can – take care of the educational funding at that level to deny the federal benefits. So take a look at all the taxation that the state brings in and see if they can run the education program by paying the teachers and all the programs that schools should have without mm-hmm. tapping into anything that the federal government offers because of the strings attached. When the federal right. government involves themselves, we all know it comes with the strings of you've got to push this, you've got to push that, the woke agenda, the gay agenda. Oh, yeah, yeah, DEI, CRT, so, America yeah. sucks, we're based on slavery, exactly. all this stuff will go away. So they could, so right. this is I said, the advantage is they could create their own education system. Well, look at Utah, because Utah, yeah. I don't know if they take any federal money, um, but Utah has a very, very independent education system, and they do extremely well. It's also extremely low cost. Right. So Tennessee's smart, they'll look mm-hmm. at Utah, because Utah has the lowest... Uh, expense per student, yet some of the smartest students in the country. Why is that? You know, it's because they teach better. So here, another question, not only Utah, but another question is uh, the federal teachers unions. Would federal teachers unions have any um, say or a clout at all in a state that that isn't taking federal money? I mean, Tennessee could tell the teachers union to to pound sand. We don't take federal money. We don't have any connection with the federal. Yeah. So, uh, so the, the local teachers unions, maybe the state union, yeah, I'm sure they'd have still have sway. But um, yeah, no, I think they'd actually save money uh, by not taking that billion dollars from the feds uh, because they, they could create a good education system. They could uh, they could put yeah. new buildings in. They could replace the teachers. They could fire teachers. They could create a situation where uh, you know any teacher they could get rid of tenure. I'm sure they could do all kinds of. Yeah. They would probably save a bundle by not taking federal money. You know, why is right. it? Well, here, here's a question right. for you. Why is it that the most prosperous states in this country don't have a state income tax? The most, pros, the most well-funded governments, state governments, are state governments that don't have, a, you know, Texas, Florida, even Washington state. Texas, you don't Florida, hear problems yeah. with Washington. Washington's a liberal state, right. but they don't have an income tax. Right. So how is it that a liberal hmm. state like Washington, a conservative state like Florida, are both per, their state governments are not in fiscal problems, and yet they don't have an income tax, whereas California uh, and New York have huge fiscal problems, and they do have state income tax. Hmm. I don't know. That's a great question. Make a note. <laughs> you will pick it up about three weeks from now. You've got yes. quite a list. Yeah, yes. yeah. But but I let's do. get that back to let's get back to the school. So in other words, what is the school budget of Tennessee that they spend? I would have to look it up. All I know is that they turned out one, the $1.8 billion from federal. So I would have to okay. look up what's their state budget, right. do some digging on that. So in other mm-hmm. words, if they don't, and they'll probably be a more prosperous state because the kids will be better educated. They'll actually do better in, in, in school. They'll do better in jobs. The state could be more productive. It's going to take a while for it to show up. 
But I bet you Tennessee shows a right. more productive, lower unemployment rate simply because the kids will have a better education. Now, are, are, are they going to push? Are they going to have more school choice? Are they going to go Arizona's way and have uh, school vouchers and total choice? So they wouldn't even have to I mean, to I think they it. should. Yeah, okay. Right, right. Well, let's let's see what Arizona's doing. We have school yeah. voucher programs, so okay. know, why not? Is it like Arizona? Is it total choice? Uh, it's getting closer and closer to that, yes. We've had the school voucher program in place for several years, and now they're trying to up the caps because they had caps in place, and, and they keep increasing the caps higher and higher so that you don't have to meet that wage threshold that you could have the free choice. But as of right now, there's still a cap, so it's not completely open yet. No, but can you spend the money anywhere? Can you use it for homeschool? Can you use it for yes. private school? Okay. Yes. Yes. Tutors. Mm-hmm. You know, any, so you can yes. use it anywhere you want. Uh, individual classes, special classes. Okay. All right. Could you use it for like, yes. you know, ballet school or, or things like that? I don't know. I don't think you can use it for like extracurricular style, like a specific vocational school. It might be just for public style education allowed anywhere, whether it's private, like Catholic school, Christian school, whatever denomination you want, it, it's, it's supposed to qualify for that. Um, mm-hmm. private, public, whatever you want to use it for. But as far as like extracurricular or vocationally specific, that I would have to research. I'm not sure. I know I'm looking yeah. into it because for, you know, I myself, we homeschool our kids, but in a mm-hmm. couple of years, I'm going to have to be putting them into a, a private school. So I've been looking at well, you know, what we're going to qualify for through that. Yeah, if, mm-hmm. they, if they have a theater program or if they have a band or if they have uh, uh, decent Correct. sports teams or, or, uh, or a good chess club or a debating society, schools actually offer benefits. I'm not against schools. I'm just against government schools. Right. But sometimes, right. you know, I mean, right. I wouldn't have been in, uh, you know, the University of Massachusetts marching band is a state university. I wouldn't have been in a 300-piece mm-hmm. marching band, and I probably would, have mar- would not have marched in Reagan's inaugural except for a public, uh, publicly funded university. So I'm not against it right. per se, but... I don't want the requirements to go with it. So there, therein lies the difference. Yeah. Okay. Right. 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 Interesting. Three minutes. What's on your mind? <laughs> well, the only other thing that I did not touch on yet that I had made a note on was the fact that Rand Paul announced he's going to oppose any federal funding package that includes more Ukraine aid as the deadline approaches. And Ohio Senator J.D. Vance and Texas Rep. Chip Roy agreed to the same. They all wrote a letter and they said, we absolutely refuse to support any bill that gives more Ukraine aid as we look at extending the budget and we get near the fiscal end of the year. Why didn't Which, they you know, do I'm that all at the for. beginning of the war? <laughs> why did they wait a year? I mean, I don't know. I don't know why they waited a year. But it, the fact of the matter is that more and more, um, I think there's 80 Republicans, maybe it was 30. I know it's, it's, it's definitely at least 30 people were on board for stating the exact same thing, that we refuse to go on record as supporting any more Ukraine aid as we approach mm-hmm. this deadline. They should have been Good. bolder longer ago. Yes, I totally agree. But more and more right. of them as they group up, you know, they, it, it's all of a peer pressure standpoint. The more of them that stand together, the more united they're going to be, the stronger they're going to be to stand up against it. So hopefully right. this catches on and it becomes a trend and they won't extend the budget if there's any Ukraine aid in it because enough is enough. Yeah, this war never should have happened. We had, uh, when Dr. Peter Pry was alive, and I still believe he was uh, killed by a COVID shot, but when he was alive, he talked about the six points that uh, Putin had as his requirements for not going to war. And the, the, the most important one was that Ukraine doesn't join NATO. So if all right. we had to do to avoid a war, of course, the, you know, the, the, the neocons, the, 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 the warmongers, you know, the, the military industrial complex wanted a war, but we could have stopped it as easily as not having Ukraine in NATO. Well, if that's all it takes to not right. have a war and save, you know, half a million Ukrainians, 
And you do that. That's easy. That's an easy thing to meet. Now, is that kowtowing to Putin? Is that uh, making Putin in charge of the United States? No, it's not. It's being smart. Because we never wanted uh, right. them to be, uh, we never wanted Ukraine to be part of NATO anyway. In fact, I would, I would get the U.S. out of NATO. Stop funding them. Right. Let, let, right. They're, they're, they're mature countries now. They can defend themselves. Let them work it out themselves. It's a European exactly. problem. It's an Eastern European problem yes. in particular. It's got nothing to do with us. Yes, it is. Huh. Yes. Exactly. Okay. Exactly. Mm. All right. Bianca, see you right on time. <laughs> So uh, right. contact information, stuff you want to do, famous recipes, what's on your mind? Yes. Yes. Well, I mean, you can always find my cookbooks again at my website, www.bonnie-appetite.com. You can also find them on Amazon. And you can find me on Saturdays from 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on WF, like friend, rn.com. Fern Radio. <laughs> Well, it's fern radio. It's fern radio all the time. We got your ferns. We got ferns here uh, sitting up in the uh, studio. We got ferns over the microphone. We got ferns everywhere all over the place. We got a rifle up on the back wall. We got a good time here. So I welcome you all to uh, fern radio. How you doing, Bonnie? <laughs> <laughs> I'm my, feeling my very apologies. ferny. Welcome to our bamboo bar. Uh, yeah, a fern bar. <laughs> we got a fern bar right here in the fern radio station. WFRN fern. Yeah, I hope you play That's that right. for them sometime. <laughs> yeah, my apologies to my my redneck <laughs> brethren, but uh, yeah. Yeah, that's how it goes. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so what's your what's your cookbook? Uh, my cookbook is Bonnie Appetit Easy Breakfast and Dinners. It's the first one. The second one I wrote is Elegant Entertaining and Celebration Menus. I actually have two. So it's uh, between the two cookbooks, there's about 1,100 recipes. They were all photographed by me personally, and all of them have been tasted by friends, family, neighbors. They're all approved by anyone who's tasted them. But I do tend to like things healthy like you. I watch myself on how I eat. So there's mm-hmm. health-conscious choices for absolutely everything that I make, substitutions you can make to make it healthier, and balanced meals. And so that's kind of, again, my MO is eating well and living life to its fullest. Well, sounds good to me. That's what we're all doing here. All right. Um, let's see yeah. you next week. Um, and thank you. This has been fun. So, so you have a little homework list. And, again, it's up to you. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I, I make all kinds of suggestions. None of these are mandatory um, mm-hmm. because everybody should be able to do their own report. But uh, it's like Jessica right. Rivera, who's our new person. Uh, she says, you make a lot of suggestions. I said, yeah, don't worry about it. Those are just ideas. You, you do whatever you want. Yes. <laughs> but, uh, but just right. in case, That's you right. know, I, I, always, I always have ideas for you. All right. Take care. Let's, That's right. Uh, let's we're, do it next week. We'll call that food yeah. for thought. We'll call that food for thought, Greg. <laughs> That's what we should have called your report. <laughs> no, I like the B word. <laughs> okay, the B word. What, we don't even know what the B word All is. Right. We're not going to tell anybody either. Okay, just we'll let you guess out there. That's right. All right, That's I'm going right. to take, take one minute because uh, my, my apologies to Bianca. I don't have your theme ready yet, although I have picked the music out. Uh, so that's, that's the easy part. And then I just have to write the theme. But just play a couple things real quick back in a minute. This is Greg Penglis. So what is Action Radio? It is a radio show with its own citizen legislature. That's you, the listener. It is a fully interactive system of listeners, expert guests, social media, writing bills, legislator input, bill submission, lobbying, and citizen action. Action Radio is the future of talk radio using all the available technology in one completely integrated new system. You are listening to Action Radio Online with Greg Penglis. The webpage for all Action Radio shows and podcasts is blogtalkradio.com slash citizen action. 
please share our show with all your friends and family, both nationally and internationally. The guiding principle of Action Radio is this. We the people give our consent to be governed through writing the laws by which we are governed. Dangerously cool. See all the fun I have around here, Bianca? <laughs> How you doing? Yes. I'm doing right. great. We got a great show today. Uh, some of the headlines we're going to talk about is San Francisco Mayor Breed is all about the pod life for everyone but her. What? What? We oh, I saw that. That's going to take some explaining. Flags. Yeah. Oh, shit. Battle of the flags at a 49ers game. Ooh, Ugly and stupid source to new heights for the second time. Uh-huh. Oakland and SF 911 lines are busy. Call back later, pal. Well, uh, San Francisco's flower children of the 60s attack the poor with hate and planters. Flower power brings the pain. The shutdown showdown with the Freedom Caucus in one corner and the deep state dinos in the other. Elon, Elon Musk attacks progressive supervisor, then drop kicks kittens off San Francisco's Golden Gate Bridge. And Bianca von Krieg, involuntary advisor to Gavin Newsom in his new surveillance state. All this and more on the Progressive Report. Live yeah, from the left coast, it's the motherfucking revolution. Yeah, I just let you announce your report then, because I was going to say, you know, say this is the West Coast Progressive Report, but you're doing such a good job with it. Let me get you some, uh, let me get you a news theme so we can get into this. I haven't played one for a while here. Where's my, where's my news broadcast, broadcast, broadcast? B, my alphabet's not that good this morning. Do, 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 do. <laughs> here we go. And now the Progressive yeah, like Report. That sounds heady. Now, hot off the presses, off the newswire. <laughs> That's good stuff. Your turn. Yeah. And now, okay, back to Bianca. So let's get into the first one. Yeah. Uh, thank you, Greg. Uh, let's get into the first thing, uh, pod life in San Francisco. Apparently, San Francisco's mayor, London Breed, thinks everyone should live in pods about the size of a twin-sized bed which is ironically much smaller than the jail cell her brother is sitting in in San Quentin for killing a woman in, on the Golden Gate Bridge. So I'm just going to play wait, the right quote directly. I hadn't heard this before. So, so, the, so, the, so the mayor, the mayor of San Francisco, yeah. uh, London Breed, yeah. how do you spell uh, her last name? I'm just uh, curious. B-E-R-E-E-D. So it's Breed. Like the verb to Breed. Oh, okay. So, yeah. read. Okay. And the first name London as in L-O-N-D-O-N? London? Like the city. Her yeah. Her mom her thought it would make London. her seem more classy when she named her. <laughs> yeah. Could have named her Bucharest. I mean, I'm serious. Really I'm serious. Idea. Look it up. That's, That's the truth? actually what she said. Really? That's the truth. That's not me being facetious. Yeah. That is, uh, huh. Her mom thought it'd make her seem classy. She grew up in the projects of San Francisco, and then she turns her back on her fellow... Um, people of color and poverty. So she's a real treat. Let's play the, qu- the clip from um, ABC7 in San Francisco. 
Well, as long as uh, is that copyright? You, Hold on, before you. So this is it. Would you live in a place like this? You do what you can when you know you have a product that's going to make it so that you don't necessarily have to live at a place like that for the rest of your life. You already know it's. So you don't have to live in a place like that for the rest of your life. If you guys want to watch yeah. the full clip, just go to YouTube and search for Bianca for San Francisco and Pod Life. That's what she thinks. She thinks people should live in a pod the size of a twin bed and pay $700 for the privilege for it for San Francisco. That's where we're heading. And, and in the more funnier side of the news, we have the, the battle of the slag, the 49ers, the 49ers game here. Um, the only thing more pathetic than minimum wage slaves plunking down $575 a ticket to watch a game from low Earth orbit that they could see <laughs> on TV for free is coming to blows over what grown men do with a piece of pigskin. Men who would just as soon as spit on you as look at you, congratulations, you're officially trash. <laughs> wow. That was really pathetic. Yeah. yeah. I mean, just, just women fighting over a football game. I don't, I don't even know what to do with that. Well, no, I'm curious. Well, I got to hear about that. I want to hear that in detail because, you know, we always hear about the, the, the guys thing, but, uh, um, my only caution, yeah. though, is, is copyrighted stuff. Now, if it's on your YouTube, let's announce it ahead of time. I said, this is your YouTube channel. This is your YouTube where you're playing like an ABC thing. Because I got in trouble before uh, for doing something on video. Oh. Um, with that. We were doing like a live commentary of a Fox News debate. And I had the Fox News debate on the video. And I had a friend of mine representing the Democrat Party was under the Russian communist flag. Uh, and I was under the Betsy Ross flag. You know, we made this video with uh, Fox News <laughs> on the screen. And we got, we, I thought it was hysterical. Um, but uh, I have a lot of Democrat friends. It's kind of interesting. Anyway, um, but I got in trouble because it was copyright from Fox. So I don't want to have any problems here. Uh, so if you can do a clip that you've put on your YouTube, then as far as I know, that's okay. Because now it's, it's, it's copyright to you and not to them. I don't want to get in trouble with yeah, ABC News. You, yeah. Okay. So just let me, so just announce that ahead of well, time so we uh, don't have any they, uh, copyright issues. Yeah. Okay. Uh, of course. Thank you. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and I, we do credit um, all sources on our, on our posts on YouTube and YouTube does make a point of saying this is copyrighted, but we'll allow you to use it because the, the owner allows us, um, allows us. So if it's on YouTube, then that's okay. That's okay to, for me to broadcast. I would imagine if YouTube says it's okay. Although I don't with your content because you might actually be sending truth to people's minds. (laughs) Well, yeah, I have my music channel. They they don't seem to have a problem with, but my political one, you know, I'm, I'll play some of my political stuff sometime on the show here. Yeah. It's kind of funny. Instead of just like being mindless drones. Yeah. That was Mm -hmm. a problem for everybody. Yeah. Um, Yeah. But this is, this is just so stupid fighting over a football game. You know how I'd run a football game. I get all those meatheads and from high school used to go round and round in the playground and just Mm -hmm. let them put them on a, on a field, let them go at it, charge everybody $5 to go in and, you know, after about 10 years, they, you know, they have a nice story and an IROC, you know, to look back on, at, you know, when they work at the muffler shop or wherever they go. So, so what's uh, the fascination yeah. with football uh, for, for both men and women? Let's, let's talk about that because, you know, it, it reminds me of you know, like, the Roman gladiators mine, without the, it's gladiators without the, yeah. without, they're not killed, they're not being killed, but some of them seriously getting injured out there. Um, so it's, uh, yeah, it's a very it's so interesting bad, phenomenon. Like concussions and yeah, very, very bad. Um, and it is just a friend of mine said something very salient to me one time. He said, it's for people who, who didn't go to college. Football? In college, you have your college team. To, yeah. Because huh. in college, okay. you have your college team to root for. Right. 
But, you know, if you didn't go to college, then, you know, you just, you had the city team. But to pay 575 tickets for these nose, nosebleed seats and people who obviously look at me, yeah, I mean, just, you know, if you Google the clip, we don't have it on, on our YouTube, but if you Google it, you know, you'll see it. Um, and it's obvious that these people are not burdened by excessive wealth, okay, or intelligence. And yet, so they're sitting we need a little, little background on the story because he sent me a clip of Brandon talking about uh, uh, he wants to discount tickets or he thinks people should have cheaper tickets for, I guess, either yeah. sporting or music events or both. Okay. So now we're talking about, and I've always found the price of football tickets absurd. I would never pay it. But I stopped yeah. watching football after college. The only reason I watched football is because I was in the marching band. You know, and they happen to play football games. Yeah. If if the marching band did the swim team, I would have, you know, done my show on the diving board. You know, I don't care. Uh, I actually did that for a singing right. telegram one day. I'll, I'll tell you that story, too. Uh, it was in it was in Orinda. <laughs> it was in a, a rich Orinda neighborhood, part of Orinda. And uh, they had a big swimming pool. It was an outdoor singing telegram. It was back when I was like 25 years old. And the diving board. Some guy said, I bet you want to do the show on the diving board. So I said, okay, fine. <laughs> so I get the diving board in my red tuxedo. You know, bouncing up and down and doing the show, and like I had more attention to that show because they're all waiting for me to fall in, and I didn't. You know, I thought. Hey, are we just glossing over the fact that you had a red tuxedo? I'm sorry, we can't let that slide, Greg. Oh well, I, I looked good. a red I tuxedo. Well, Eastern Where did you get a red tuxedo from? Eastern Onion. I had tails, a red tuxedo. I had one of those little crazy monkey symbol things, and I had uh, a top hat, and I was funny. This is my job that's for a couple quite, of years. That's, you cut quite the figure there. That's good stuff. Well, well I told you in my Nancy Pelosi episode, <laughs> you know, so I'm still looking for that picture, uh, yeah. or a picture of me in, in her lap, you know, same, same of, red tuxedo. A lot of people are looking for that picture. <laughs> <A lot laughs> really? Okay. We got friends okay. That's fascinating. Yeah. Yeah, someone's got one, you know, or someone's father or, or grandparent or something. Someone has that. Someone has it. Because I know a lot of cameras are taking pictures. They're all private cameras. Uh, so, so so somewhere they're out there. <laughs> they've been bought up or suppressed. I don't know. But anyway. So tell me about the, the, the lesbian warfare that's going on with, uh, um, I mean, that's not the right term. But to, so, who, so who are the two parties that are fighting over this football thing now? And, and why are they doing it? They, they were just like the wives or girlfriends of a couple of guys oh, okay. who were there. And they're just going the... at it. And it, like one one woman's hmm. wig got pulled off. And then a guy grabs this, oh, this the hair the of another. It, it was just, it, this, this is at yeah, the stadium? in Santa oh, okay. Clara. Yeah. Huh. Is this the Skags you're talking about? Or yeah. is it something different? <laughs> slags, yeah. Oh, Slags. What does Slags stand for? Or, or what, what's that term for? Uh, I think it's an English slang. It means like, you know, fat girl. Like well, they're they're spags, um, you know, the the spaggers, which is, is is a British term for lazy, good for nothing, no, or or like low working lazy class. Lazy too, lazy like qualifies. So they're called yeah, flags, it was, but it was the they're called flags. So, Battle of like flags, forty nine. Okay. Yeah. So what's in it for women? What's what's the thing? Yeah, it's like women that cause bar fights, <laughs> you know, because they want to watch men fight, you know, and men are stupid enough to yeah. do it. It's really, it's, yeah, okay. Very, very, very pathetic for our, our society. Not, 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 great. So not what, a great look for us. <laughs> so let's, let's see if we can put this in a larger context and, and be very erudite about the situation. So what is it about football? Mm-hmm. Uh, what's, what's the, what, what, what need does that satisfy in our society? Why, why do we watch you know, grown men who are rather large run into each other and fall down uh, wearing uh, all kinds of padding you know, over a, a, uh, a ball that gets you know, thrown or run with um, yeah, and th- this is a multi-billion-dollar industry. Yeah, yeah, 
and 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 they successfully brought women into it somehow. I I hate football. You know, I hate watching sports. I like being a girl. But personally, mm-hmm. I would rather oh, girl sports. play sports know. than watch them. Yeah, like mm-hmm. it was. Why would you want to watch a pe- Why would you want to watch people have fun, and <laughs> and then pay money for the privilege of it? It's just. Yeah. That's, that's what it is. These guys are grown men having fun. They're not they're not curing cancer. They're not um <clears throat> writing sonnets or anything like that. They're, they're you know, playing with well, a piece of pigs very... and they're making millions of dollars to do it. Yeah, our but society, the average society's uh, priorities are a total joke. Well, that's for sure. But people are, are paying the money. If they weren't paying for it, they wouldn't have the millions to, to pay these players. So there's money in it. Exactly. You know, you don't see a woman's football league. Oh, absolutely. Because it's not as interesting. Well, that would just be oh. pathetic. I mean, come on. You well, know, yeah, I had exactly. a, I had a uh-huh. well, I was engaged to a woman a long time ago, and her family was so wonderful. I mean, you know, if she had been hit by a Mack truck and hit by every branch on the ugly tree, I still would have married her for these for just to get this family in my family. And her huh. father said one thing to me. I said, "I'll never forget." I said Bianca, I love sports so much. I'd even watch it if women play. <laughs> and he kept laughing. <laughs> <laughs> You know, <laughs> but it, yeah, it is. And it's just like, you know, <laughs> if you want to watch sports, you're probably going to want to watch women play it because it's just going to be naturally better, unfortunately. Um, so, that's not a sport. but don't, you know, don't you even know. watch sports at all. Like, it's just a waste of, of your time. You know, find something more meaningful if you want to be a part of something. Well, don't, you know, don't, if you and think, certainly uh, don't, pen, don't spend $575 for a stupid nosebleed ticket. That's just pathetic. Not to mention the concession cost too. They they were each you know rocking a high uh, tall boy too. So they must have sent them back twelve bucks a pop. Mm-hmm. Um, Let's talk about football and baseball. It, it was just because um, George Carlin football, did a great both, routine. Both the same thing. Yeah. Ah. See, I think I think of them as very different. It's interesting. Baseball, there's there's more subtlety to it. It's it's a it's a lot long. You know, it's it's it, and of course, if we want to go to the extreme, we can go to golf, where where nothing really happens, uh, except once in a great while. But there's <laughs> there's a reason people watch these things. I just like baseball is a pastime. Football is like an engaging sport. Um, but uh, there is a fascination yeah, with sports. You know, there's there's a it's a you know there's something about it. But I agree with you that if you're not participating, what's the point? You know, I'm the guy that would be in the parade. The I can't point? watch a parade. Yeah, I can't go to a concert. I want to be in the concert. So it's it's very interesting. Watch, you know, watch, to, watch your, <laughs> yeah. yeah, just where well, you can download the MP3 and just enjoy it at home, or you know, have other people over and have a party and actually uh-huh. get to know your fellow human beings and enjoy it together, rather than just go pay a bunch of money to go to a separate venue and fight them. Apparently, it's just ridiculous. Well, and as um, as uh, Marco said in the Netherlands, he says professional sports. He says those people don't have fun; it's their job. Well, I think your job should be fun. Mine is. Um, and uh, yeah, Pianchi, you know, Pianchi says my nephew Luther Burden is a wide receiver for Mizzou. I guess that's Missouri. He was number one high school recruit in the nation. So there are people that that play sports as a career, as a way to advance, as a way to make money. Uh, and you can make a lot of money, like you said. But the average football player only plays three seasons because they get so banged up. They can't do it very long. Yeah, they get. Yeah, but they're willing it's, to trade it's a that. high turnover, and I don't fault I don't fault the people for trying uh-huh. to use sports to get a leg up in society. I I, I fault the people who who support that essentially yeah. with yeah. with their hard earned money when um you know when, when really we should be giving these people proper education so that they can go on and do more meaningful things in life rather than get their head bashed around for a few years and then you know 
run a car dealership or whatever, or whatever they do. Those concussions are um, really bad. You know, it's really interesting. Um, yeah. But here's what I object to. What yeah. I object they to they the made most. a movie about it with Will Smith. <laughs> yeah. What was that? Do you remember what it was called? I, I forget what it was called. You, people can Google it. Will Smith football uh, concussion injury. They'll find it. But you right. know, that's how that's how severe it was. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. So um, what, yeah, that was that was pretty uh, pathetic. Nine one one not working in in the Bay Area. That's even more. Yeah, I want to get to that. Sorry, there's, there's just one thing on. on uh, hold before you get to that, because I want to talk. The last thing on sports. My okay. objection, especially with Oakland, was that the taxpayers are paying for the stadiums, whereas the sports teams should pay for them. You should yeah. have a taxpayer. That's that's my big objection. Great point, like, Greg. It's, it's a business. So if it's a business, then, and you can have a tax deduction, you can have incentives, you can do things like that. But taxpayers should not be building sports stadiums. That's my point. No. No, great point. That's a great okay. point to end on. I couldn't agree I more. I my moments. Yeah. yeah. Okay, cool. 9-11. Instead, they should use taxpayer right. monies to actually have 911 that works. <laughs> That's a that's that's my segue into that one. Tell me about yeah, well, um, it's a good segue. Yeah, tell me about the nine eleven system. What's going on? It's not they're get, people are getting busy signals and, and they're being put on hold even before they can say what their problem is. So you could be like trapped in your closet and is a nasty murderer in your home trying to end you in the most deplorable way, and you get the busy signal. Nine one one should always work. I, I actually thought about not reporting this, but, but it was all actually um, it's all over the local news here. No, this anyway, is but, This, is, this is directly affecting people. Well, it is. They're, but you don't want to send people. the message that San Francisco is die. open for business in the crime world. Yeah. 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 But, but not only that, poisonings. Uh, the Heimlich maneuver. I actually had to do the Heimlich maneuver in, in back at college. I was back for some event, and there was uh, someone like wearing, a couple tables over. No, I wasn't running the Red Sox. No, I was, this is this is back in Massachusetts anyway. So mm-hmm. there was a, I was I was having dinner with a friend, and he like looked really you know horrible, like something horrible was going on. It was behind me. I said, "What's going on?" I said, "Take a look." And I looked behind. This guy's like choking. And of course, everybody's standing around watching. You know, this is what people do. So oh, you know, God. me, I, I have to get involved. So I ran around, stood him up, did the Heimlich, and you know, got the steak out of his throat, and he was fine. He was very grateful too. Um, but it does happen. But things like that do happen. But, you know, if you have someone that can be taught the Heimlich, if they're in a restaurant and they call 911, you can save lives. People are going to die without 911 because, oh, like, like poisonings, yeah. uh, things that require immediate action, you know, drownings in a pool. I mean, you could probably learn CPR. You could do hands-free CPR yeah. pretty quickly. Uh, it's not that hard to do. They should teach you know, it in high sing- school. They really yeah, they should, should. teach they in high school. Well, you shouldn't graduate high, high school unless you with yeah. a CPR certificate. You know, staying alive, staying alive. They really should. Uh, uh, uh. Did you know that the the beat from staying alive is the uh, the beat that you should be compressing uh, heart uh, compressions for? I metal? heard that. I remember I, yep. in my CPR class they did they just mm-hmm. did it. Staying alive. Uh, one, two, three. Yeah. Push, push. And you know push, what else I've know? been a proponent of too is that why What's can't nine one one like Skype you into a, a an ER doctor? Who, who can look at the situation and kind of walk you through things. And why don't they use drones to, like, manage traffic so that, you know, the uh, rescue workers can get to your position more quickly. Re- you know, it's an outdated system. They're really not using it as much as they should. <clears throat> and, and, and for a place like this to fall behind in funding is just so pathetic, especially given after the fact that Oakland lost millions of dollars because they missed the, uh, the filing deadline to get a, to get a grant. 
Why do you have mm-hmm. filing deadlines? Yeah. I mean, I, I know you do, but, you know, this should be going to roll into the next grant. Well, let me tell you a story, because, <clears throat> as you know, I was a tour guide in San Francisco mm-hmm. for, for eight years, and I drove the ducks, and I drove the motorized yeah. cable cars. And one of the things I tried to do was to get AED, uh, automatic, uh, whatever they're called, defibrillators. You know, yeah, those are great. Your heart. Well, I wanted them Automatic on, electronic on our, defibrillators. Thank you. So I wanted them on our vehicles. I wanted them on the yep. cable cars, and I wanted them, and I knew how to use them because yeah. I was, you know, I was trained. To, I actually got trained that when I was a briefly a customs inspector until they made me stamp passports eight hours a day for several months and said, "This is it, twenty years. That's your career." <laughs> I don't think so. So I left anyway. But uh, all that training to waste too. But anyway, so I learned a CPR, and I learned again. I had a CPR certificate before. I learned AEDs. They're not that hard. They're very simple to operate. You know, and, and the logic the company told me at the time, I'm not going to mention the names, we'll probably figure it out. Uh, they said, we, we're not going to have um, AEDs because of the cost. I said, well, that's stupid. You know, somebody dies, what, what's the cost? And the second reason was they said, well, we're within yeah. three minutes of, uh, uh, of an ambulance anywhere in San Francisco. I said, not when you're on the ducks on the water. <laughs> I got news for you. You know, <laughs> you, if, you need, if, you need, if you're on a duck on the water, you need something right now. You don't have time to, to come up and, you know, call 911 and, and You don't and come see back, a lot of water ambulances out there. <laughs> you don't. Yeah. And it takes a while, especially well, here's some people don't know those ducks. They're not in San Francisco anymore, but the current was actually, you know, one yeah. nautical mile stronger than the duck. The duck could go five knots and the current in San Francisco could be six. So you can actually go backwards, <laughs> you know, uh, and, and you'd have to sort of find your way, you know, you have to cross it and like tack like a sailboat to, to get back to shore. It was really kind of weird, but uh, yeah, yeah. All these little tidbits, but yeah, they didn't have AEDs. I'm thinking, how can you not have AEDs? The buses, Every bus in San Francisco should have an AED on it. Everyone. Yeah, basically you know. they should be on every street corner, really, because they're they're life savers. Well, street corners. And they might get stolen. Yeah. People well, like in, in like uh, I don't know, they can put some sort of secure situation up or put them yeah. in restaurants or something like that. But they, yeah. they you should have like but an no, app or something where somebody can say like get you to an AED close by or something like that. Yeah, but I like um, your idea of tying it. But the they, they are life savers. Yeah, in fact, yeah. if you could have well, at some point, phone, you know, they have these, these health. Uh, That's the problem with government is that they're reactive. They're not. Well, they're stupid. Well, here's something. Here's something you'd be able to yeah. work on in, uh, in San Francisco. Uh, people have Fitbits and health things. Yeah. They have like wrist diagnostics yeah. that look at their health. So why can't you tie that into the phone and have that broadcast directly to a doctor, giving the vital signs immediately? So if you have someone's high exactly. risk, exactly heart conditions, you know, cancer, things like that, they call 911. By calling 911, it automatically activates uh, their phone and their Fitbit to a connection, and that goes directly to an emergency room doctor who's standing by as part of the 911 system. Now, that would make sense. What do you think? And you know, Greg, I think, I think in the new um, iPhones or Apple Watches, they actually have a, a fall-down sensor. <laughs> and, um if if you trip and fall, it'll say it'll either do it automatically after a certain time period, or they'll ask you for it and they'll say, "We detected a fall. Would you like us to contact someone for you?" Or so, you're still happy um, on the ground? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so, yeah. Mm. you know, I guess I've fallen and I can't get up. Is reading? <laughs> yeah, clap on, so, clap uh, off. Yeah. Well, I actually saw. I'm not sure yeah. in what context. I think I actually had a singing telegram in the 911 system, so I, I got to see the room where they do that. Now this was, mm. you know, 30 years ago. So I have no idea what it yeah. looks like now, but uh, there weren't that many people. Um, they were definitely, you know, busy. Uh, but the 911 system, it, people count on it. They think they call 911, and I can relate to what it. You're has to it has it, it to work. It does have to work. It's one of the few things that absolutely has to work. Yeah. Okay, you know, it's it's like the military has to work if we're invaded, <laughs> you know, or or the the you know the missiles are on the way. They got to be shot down. There's certain things that have to work. 
but it's, so one of the it things is. has it's to like work. missile defense. You know? Yeah, yeah. Nine one one has to work. Has to work. Yeah. Fail. Well, I had a situation where I called nine one one. I was with my daughter, and we we're having our, our weekend adventure, uh, and somebody was driving down the road the wrong way. They're going, uh, you know, and I called nine one one, and I got a busy signal. So I know, and this was twenty years ago. Yeah. So I know exactly where. So this has been a long term yeah. problem. Problem. You can't have. Now, is I that, mean, what, was, if, was what, that if, what if you issue? have a more serious crime taking place? That's that's yeah. a huge problem. I mm-hmm. mean, this is a relatively minor, you know, thing you're reporting, but um, some, if people are being, if their lives are in danger, actually, well, someone could have been killed about, you know, easily. Then you're, yeah. yeah, somebody could be killed, and they can't reach. You know, it happened um, during the, during the wildfires that we had here a, a year or two ago in Marin. Um, a woman couldn't call 911 because the uh, the lines went down because of the fire. No, actually, what it was is because because there was a because there was a rolling blackout in that area. That was an intentional power outage because mm-hmm. it was you know they they couldn't power their their um, the towers so this person could contact you know they only had a cell phone so they could contact and call for help and they died in in a fire which is like the worst way to die. Yeah. <clears throat> Because because of of a failure of bureaucracy, that's all it was. It was a failure of bureaucracy. So these things need to work, and it's it's completely inexcusable, especially in a state with this much money and this much labor. You know, put the two together and solve the problem. That's what it comes down to, and they yeah. don't want to do it. And they well, say they're working on it. And this isn't a um... – oh, your, your call dropped. <laughs> Come on back. How'd your call drop? Get right back on. It must be the FBI KGB. They don't want us doing stuff. So we'll be back in a minute. Let me take Pianchi real quick. Um, but uh, I, just, I just left a note on, on live chat. We we have a ton of news to cover. So uh, while Bianca's calling us back, uh, Pianchi, what's on your mind real quick? Well, good oh. news is that you got a lot of African countries kicking France out. All right, hold. I've been discussing it this morning, but uh, that, go ahead with your conversation. But you know the thing is. Oh, sorry, I, I muted him just for a second. Yeah, let me. Uh, you talk about 911. If you're in a city where you have 10 shootings going on in an hour and other normal things, yes, the uh, lines are going to be jammed. I mean, you don't want to hardly figure for that. It's interesting. Let me ask uh, Bianca. I'm going to put you back on hold just for a little bit because we have a ton of news we want to get through, and we'll see if you have some time at the end here. Yeah. That's a good question. What if you're overwhelmed with crime, especially when the police are being defunded? You've got in a city like Chicago, you've got shootings on a, on a regular basis. We've talked about that. But yeah. uh, without, a, without a nine, now, are the police even answering the 911 calls? Legally, they're not bound to. That's, I don't know if most people know that. Yeah, but legally, they're not bound to. They can just blow you off or whatever. Um, so, in, so in a city like San Francisco, so, a progressive city like San Francisco, how can they then take guns away from people, you know, in a place where they're the the police, you know, and they don't have to respond anywhere. This isn't unique to San Francisco, but this is a contradiction I see that yeah. not only can you not defend yourself in San Francisco, uh, I didn't even apply for a carry permit because there was no point. And in Oakland, the same thing, uh, for the same reason, you weren't going to get yeah. one. You know, I have one here, but I don't need yeah, it. Yeah, there's only like now, ten now of them. We have yeah, and we have yeah exactly, and they're all political or donors. But in in Florida now, we have yeah. uh, no uh, there's no permit required. I can just carry my gun, you know, anytime I want. Uh, well, there's a few restrictions, but uh, but the point is in San Francisco, not only are they not allowing you to call nine one one, they don't allow you to defend yourself with your own firearms. 
How does yeah. that square? It doesn't. That's just, it, and they're seeing the chickens come home to roost, just like we talked about the other day with the sanctuary cities right. and, and the homeless policies of the city. It doesn't work. And, and it's because they've, they've been so vested in what I call reactionary politics rather than, um, you know, progressive policies, being pro, proactive. Mm-hmm. You know, they're more reactive. It's like we take, you know, we just handle problems as as they happen. We don't worry about the consequence because it'll be somebody else's problem by the time, you know, that comes around back to bite us in the butt. And that's that. And if people get put out or killed or hurt, well, you know, see, you know, better luck next time. Um, so, yeah, that's what they're doing right now. And we're seeing a lot of failures in our society right now with the homeless, mm-hmm. with, uh, with health care, with the environment. It's all coming back to roost on us. You know, it's like the credit cards are maxed out and they're being cut in front of us. So it's, it's, well, it's not a good place to be right now. You know, it's like when the, the promises were made, I don't think they're ever expected to, to have to be fulfilled. And this is where I think uh, the progressives get in trouble because, mm-hmm. you know, if you promise uh, everything, and we talked about, you know, universal uh, income. Um, or, you know, health insurance or housing or any, any yeah. things that are promised, you know, there's a bill that comes with that. And, yeah. you know, sanctuary cities, you know, if you if you say that all illegal aliens uh, can come to San Francisco, this is just start there where you are, um, then they are going to, mm-hmm. you know, uh, do you remember it wasn't that long ago that uh, California passed a law uh, that said that you can't get welfare in California until you've lived here for six months. So that would stop people from coming there just to sign up for welfare. And the Supreme Court said, oh, sorry, you can't do that because people have a right to travel. Well, if we have a right to travel, why do you have driver's licenses? I'll ask that. But uh, do you remember that? Has that ever been tried again or, or do you know anything? Uh, yeah, I, I, don't th- I think that might have like, fell under the cracks. But um, along those hmm. lines, I know the mayor is asking um, for people to go through drug screenings before they can re- receive CAT. That's what's known as a county that's the welfare system. That's what gives right. you like your 700 bucks a month. And uh, there's some uproar over that. A lot of people are, a lot of people are just mad about it. Just calling it a cheap political stunt. And it kind of sounds like one, if I know her the way I do. Okay. Um, but doesn't but, that make sense uh, though? Yeah. There's a lot of, nasty if you're, what's that? If you're, if you're getting welfare because you're, you know, uh, abusing uh, illegal drugs, I don't know how you use them properly, but if you're using drugs, then, then why should the state pay, you know, taxpayer money uh, to keep you in a position yeah. where you're still using drugs? Yeah, I see where you're going with. I see where you're going with that, Greg. But it's not like that. Generally, the way the welfare that that, that those monies get distributed is they go direct to a to a landlord. Um, so the, there's a number of SROs in the cities, and a lot of them are contracted with the city um, that they will provide, you know, housing for people in exchange for these checks. So the checks just go directly to them. So it's not okay. like they're getting the money and then cashing them and, you know, going up, you know, doing drugs. And, you know, the other thing is, too, um, this, these, the, just because you hang a shingle outside and says, you know, I'm a drug rehab place, I'm a provider of these services, doesn't mean you're good. And, and the city doesn't do a lot of due diligence when they contract with them. They say, well, they had a shingle outside. That's all I need to see. Or their friends. It, it just becomes this, <laughs> friends of somebody. Yeah, this, you know, give, give my cousin's business. Just, yeah, yeah, exactly. Huh. Yeah, so it it ends up not being a great plan anyway, and it just ends up you know creating a lot of bureaucracy for people who really need less bureaucracy. 
So so here's the question. So you look at this as, as a progressive. You think you want to help people. You want to get things done. Uh, but there's a, there's a cost, and it's incredibly inefficient. So how, what's the progressive solution to helping people but not have so much bureaucracy and so many problems and so much red tape that you actually can't help the people you want to help? Is there any effort to, to streamline the programs that you want to implement in a way that they, they might that, uh, actually help people? Yeah, that's, that's the million-dollar question, and we've been working on that one for a while. The city got frustrated a couple of years back, and they actually um, passed a measure to, to create a committee or commission that reviews these things. I think it's called this um, Commission on Homelessness or something like that, mm-hmm. to audit these process. Because in, in, cause the way it started out was it was just kind of a blank check, and they, you know, got, the city got these contractors, and some of them worked, some of them didn't. It was kind of a crapshoot. But the, at the time, they were just they were just trying to solve the problem. And they said, let's just solve it and then, like, kind of work through the bureaucracy later, which was a, hmm. which was a, which was a good thing to do at the time. And it, um, but unfortunately, people did take advantage of that system. And you saw a lot of people, take, you know, there was kickbacks mm-hmm. and bribes and all that. And some people got busted. Oh, yeah. Um, but, yeah, it is, it is an open-ended question, Greg, no doubt. Um, and it's an ongoing process. Um, housing in San Francisco, anytime you talk about housing, you're talking about big, big, big bucks. Okay, the, uh, the, the mayor's office of housing and community development, which gives out all this stuff, just <laughs> built a new, you know, towering office building, you know, on Market Street. Oh, it's, it's like, uh, I think it's 12, yeah, it's like 15 stories high or something like that. Uh-huh. Great. Just to, just to house the offices for these people. So, um, a lot of money there, a lot of money to be divvied out. And there's, there's a group called YIMB, um, which stands for Yes in My Backyard. Who's saying that oh, as opposed to NIMBY, <laughs> not in my backyard. That's, that's funny. Yeah, that's George Carlin. That's the idea. Carlin came up with it. Yeah, okay, that's, Yes that's, in My Backyard. Yeah. That's the idea. That's the idea, Greg. And and uh, the the thing is, is that unfortunately a lot of these developers who are coming in, to build these housing projects are actually building most of them as luxury condos as opposed to just kind of regular housing for people who need housing. Well, why do you need housing um, so projects? It's, it's, you know, why, why not just you yeah. know, make, make housing uh, in a, in a, you know, more competitive, more affordable. Well, what's the, what's the going rate for, for a house in San Francisco? If I, if I wanted to live in the Richmond and the Richmond, for those who don't know, is the Northwest uh, corner of the city. It's absolutely beautiful. Yeah. Uh, that's where I, I stumbled into the Holy City Zoo on a Sunday night in the 80s, and Robin Williams decided to drop in and do some improv comedy, and that's how I met Robin Williams. That's a great story. Um, but uh, it's a beautiful <laughs> it neighborhood. And you guys, you got the Russian it bakeries, is. It's, it's the very, one end of the, uh, you know, you got the beach, there. you know, you got the, you got the Russian section, you've got, uh, um, yeah. you know, Japantown's not too far removed. You just got a lot, but and you got the the Presidio, and it's a beautiful area. What's the, what's the house there? It's like 1.5 million when I left. What's it now? Yeah, that sounds. But I was I was gonna say 100,000, but yours that's for like a very very modest thing, like one bedroom apartment. Or something yeah, like what, that. so no, just a, a single family home, maybe like a two bedroom home in the Richmond. You know, it could even be duplex. Yeah, I would but, say uh, at least at least a million and a half. I think you're million right. Million and a half. Okay, all right. So that hasn't changed that much. Yeah. yeah. So there's the problem. No. There's the problem right there. You know, when I moved here to to Milton, yeah. Florida, near near Pensacola, the first thing this is back in 2017. The first thing I noticed was that the real estate uh, was identical if you drop a zero. <laughs> so so what was going for 1.5 million in San Francisco was 150 thousand here. I mean, it, it's a, it's a staggeringly yeah. lower cost. It's like one-tenth the cost, and, and that would include some land. Now the housing prices have gone up. So that same house in 2017 would now cost you about 300000 
uh, and they're building a lot more places, yeah, and it's, it's just it's terrible what's happening here. Uh, uncontrolled growth, that's another story. Um, that's why I posted that picture of Cairo and said, this is what our county commissioners want to make uh, Santa Rosa County. Anyway, but it's so expensive that how can you, you know, and as you said before, the only people that can afford to live there are people that work for the city because they make ridiculous wages and benefits anyway. So do you, do you want to Or you can live in a pot. Yeah, well, we should describe the pot again. But my, my, my point is that if you want to be a residential city, most of San Francisco is residential. People don't realize that. The business is done downtown on reclaimed land, which is kind of a story mm-hmm. in itself, you know, above all the, the ships from the gold yeah. rush. Um, but that's kind of, let's twerk out, I know, a lot of weird things. Um, but there's not that much to San Francisco that is, uh, that is office and city. It's, just, it's downtown. Most of the city, I'd say two-thirds of it, is residential. Very expensive residential, but still, mm. it's a, it's a, is it not yeah. that high? What do you think? Or maybe more, three quarters, maybe? Yeah. I mean, what do you yeah. think? It's mostly a residential yeah, no, city. I'd, I'd say that sounds about right. Okay. You know, yeah. The, the, the big, the big buildings are downtown. Everybody wants their like nice little, like, you know, uh, what's that show? Um, full house with, with Danny Tanner. Full. Yeah. Everybody wants their little full house wet dream. You know, the nice, yeah, big those house. And Do you know how much those houses cost? Oh, my God. Those have got to be like $5 yeah. million dollars right there on Rainbow Row. Yeah. Everybody goes to the park. We all did this tour, guys. You look at it. Uh, that's where the hop-on, hop-off bus has kind of ruined it because, you know, they, people couldn't drive by them. They're beautiful homes. There's a better home. There's a better street on Broderick yeah. just off uh, Hate, Hate Street. There's, those houses are far more colorful for those that want to, you know, go see colorful houses. Um, but, uh, yeah, but it's a residential city. That's what always made it strong. Yeah. You had, you had, uh, but those people have to have jobs in the city to be able to afford to live there. So you're the city employee. You know, at if, you're a clerk at, uh, if you're a clerk at Macy's, you're not going to make enough money to own a home in San Francisco. No. Even though you've got a decent job. You, know? now you, you probably have a hard time affording the rent on your pod. <laughs> exactly. So let's describe this pod. So the cost of living in San Francisco is so ridiculous. And this is, this is a, if you want to help people, here's yeah. a progressive thing. So here's what, what I was thinking about earlier, is if progressives had a business-like approach, dare I say conservative, I don't want to say that because that's going to get rejected immediately, but if there was a more business-like approach to being, to being progressive. So in other words, here's what we want to do. We want to help people, right? I understand that. But you want to help people yeah. in a way that's economically efficient. So there's the question. So what business practices can the progressives adopt to be able to do the things you want to do, you know, have people and, and, and lower the cost of living and, and have a, you know, a less of a difference between income and expenditure. That's really what it comes down to. The jobs have to be able to pay for things like they did in the fifties, fifties, you could buy a house on one income, right? So, so would a more yeah. business-like approach to progressive ideals and goals be a way to maybe handle it? And then we'll talk about pods. What do you think? Well, well, Greg, I would take one exception with your premise in that, you know, government doesn't necessarily need to be efficient to serve people. They're trying to serve people and adopting, okay. you know, a, a capitalist-like model to things that, that it fails at many points. Okay. But what I would say is that, you know, trying to, you know, things like housing subsidies and minimum wage, they could all be done away with with universal basic income by solving the problem at the core and giving the money that, pe- that people need to be competitive in a competitive housing market solves the problem. Because there's actually 40,000 vacant units in, in San Francisco right now, and that's not even counting the, 30, um, the 30% vacancy rate that we have in our downtown offices. There's wow. plenty of space. There's plenty so of space. So space is the problem. It's right. So that's not the problem then. Yeah. Yes. That's not the problem. Space isn't the problem. It's the it's the financing for the space. That's the problem. 
And that's what we need to give people. And that's why universal basic income is the panacea for these problems. Because it gives people the money, rather than try and try and make a system more efficient and all that other jazz, you can just, you, you can just buy what you need because you're, you're financially competitive to begin with. How much so, are we talking about? Yeah, I see what you're for, saying. How much are we talking about yeah, for universal basic income? How much, how much, how much uh, what is it? Have you, have you arrived at a figure for how much it would be like currently? $2023, how much money per, is it per week, per month, per year? How, how do you do it? Well, what I've heard is a, a thriving wage or thriving income would be at least $100,000 in San Francisco. Okay. See, yeah. my solution would be if you don't it, have you know, $100,000 income, then don't live there. Like in in yeah. Pensacola, it would uh-huh. probably be a lot lower. You know, in Columbus, not you know, probably not that much. Columbus, Ohio, not that much different. New York, way high. So yeah. they, they need to be weighted for, you know, localities to be sure. Um <clears throat> But yeah, you know, that is that is pretty much the solution. That's why the deep state is avoiding it so much. That's why they're mm-hmm. afraid of it. Because minimum wages actually benefit large companies over small companies. Minimum wages tend to push oh, yeah. uh, small small businesses out of you know out of the area. Mm-hmm. And San Francisco, benefit unions too. San Francisco's heart and soul yeah. is small businesses. Yeah. You know, we you know we have an intense dislike of you know big box stores, even though we tolerate a few of them. So yeah, it's it's um I I think that is that is certainly a solution, and we would have a lot more money if we wouldn't if we would stop sending a billion dollars a week to Ukraine yep. for a new financial Vietnam, and that's why I do support the freedom. But that's by design. So that that's by design. Yeah. That uh, that uh, the the they're not well, even talking should... about that on the news. Like you know, all they're asking for is they're not asking for more money. All the mm-hmm. all the freedom caucus wants is just. Take this one element out of the bill, and we'll we'll approve it as is. But we're not going to let you like you know backdoor a bunch of money to Ukraine, you know, and under the guise of some poor cafeteria worker in D.C. won't get paid. You know, we're not we're not drinking that Kool Aid anymore. Well, and this is where where progressives, conservatives agree uh, is on. I mean, real conservatives. Yeah. I'm not talking about the warmongering, the the neocon class, the military industrial complex. But you have folks on yeah. all sides of the political spectrum that that are America first. All right. So I consider you America first, uh, even though you have a different way of doing it. Yeah. Uh, and before Pianchi has a heart attack, I'm against universal income. But we'll talk more about that. Um, but the I, <laughs> but I the know. idea of giving well 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 here's the thing. And just to explain to folks, you and I both want to put money in people's pockets. We just have completely different ways of yes. doing it. And that's why we talk. Yeah. And somewhere along the way, we're going to yeah. we're going to see what we see what we can figure out here for a solution. Um, but uh, but as far as wars, you know, you look at the well, you should support our constitutional amendment to take away the power of Congress to borrow money. You could even use that as a campaign issue. <laughs> have you have you seen have you heard our bill mm-hmm. on that? Greg, that's kind of a non-starter with us. We talked about. Oh, that's right. <laughs> we talked about that last week. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, see, I, see, there's that, but that would be a great way to put money in people's pockets, you know, because the taxes would drop. So, the, so the difference is, can we? Again, it's income versus expenses. All right. So taxes are an expense. Uh, cost of living is an expense. A million five home is an expense. So if you yeah. graduate the universal income based on where people want to live, then they don't have to earn the extra money to live there. So here's my problem with it, right? So if you're going to give people a lot more that money is, to live in San Francisco, yeah, you're going to get a lot more people living in San argument. Francisco. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah. so, so if it's good, it's, it's like the argument that, uh, you know, if you work for a company and you have your third child, 
Uh, and you go to your boss and say, hey, I got my third kid. I need a 20% raise. I'm like, Why? You're, you're not doing any better on your job. You know, you're, you're doing fine. But, you know, <laughs> if you want 20% more money, then you need to get some retraining. We're going to up your, your, your job title. And then, then you can get more money. All right. So in other words, the wages are based on how much you're worth to the company. Whereas on welfare, you can say, I got a third kid. Okay, great. More money. And that's the problem I have with it. So I see universal income as that same problem. The incentive is to live in the most expensive place possible. You know, welfare, the incentive is to have the most kids to get the most income possible. That's not how it's supposed to work. You know, you're supposed to work off welfare. Uh, and so if you have a universal I mean, income. It's not, it's not quite that ahead. simple in that kids, mm-hmm. another kid needs more responsibility. Which is, and oh, as, as any parent will tell you, you know, yeah, that means, you know, midnight feedings and a lot of. So I, I don't think it's quite that, but, you know, your merit does have a kernel of merit to it. Yeah, your argument does well, have a kernel of merit to it. Well, well yeah. that's, a, that's a start. <laughs> oh, Piaki also yeah. says he built the, the TWA dome, TWA dome, which airline is no longer with us, in St. Louis in 1995 for the St. Louis Rams football team. So that would have been privately done. Yeah, I don't think uh, Pianchi got uh, yeah. to bring him on a couple of minutes here. Um, but, uh, yeah. So, let me see. What else are we going to list? The and shutdown? now you can rename them, too. <laughs> Name what? Pianchi Stadium? You can That'd rename cool. stadiums. It doesn't, it doesn't mean anything. Like, you know, people tried to rename Candlestick Park, and, every, you know, the locals kept calling it the stick. Like, you know, we're not swallowing it. It is. It's always been Candlestick Kool-Aid. Park. It's always demolished. Yeah, it's never going to be. In, in mm-hmm. my memory, it'll still be Candlestick Park. I actually went there once. What a god-awful place to watch baseball. Anyway, <laughs> uh, um we got shutdowns, Elon Musk. Part, uh, it, it was. Well, a little windy. Was, no, they tore it down and built up a new place. So What's the new place? Fat ladies oh, the, the new stadium. Don't you like the new stadium? New stadium's cool. In Santa Clara? How am I going to get no, there? No, 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 not that. Uh, <laughs> I don't like walking no, to the Safeway. The baseball. The baseball stadium. Oh, uh, yeah. I don't even know what they're calling okay, so, it these days. I don't know if it's Pascal or Oracle or you know McDonald's, whichever Park company, or whatever. You know, who knows? But here's the point: though, whichever company is toning up the dough to get their. <laughs> now I don't know if taxpayers. I don't think taxpayers built that. Did did the uh, the Giants build that stadium? Was it done with Giants money or was it done with with taxpayer money? Do you remember? Uh, I think it was a little bit of both, actually. Okay. It was, the but idea the was it would it would yeah. revitalize you know China Basin and it kind of it kind of did. It did. Well, so, that was my point. Uh, That's the point I was getting yeah. to. That if you're if you're going to build something like a stadium uh, in an area that and China Basin sucked. I mean, it was a dangerous. It was like near the dog yeah. patch where the where the dogs used to roam wild because they had all the uh, the meat processing plants down there. When they threw out the the leftovers that now go into our sausages and hot dogs, you know, they uh, the dogs used to roam wild there. It was a dangerous place back in the like the the early mid 1900s. Anyway, uh, but that area was terrible. China Basin was, was an awful place right there, not too far from yeah. Hunter's Point, which is the old Navy shipyard. Now it's beautiful. And so if there's yeah. a partnership, a public-private partnership like that, that builds a stadium that did as much good as that did for that area, that area is beautiful now. It is spectacular. Mm. It's a fun place to watch. It doesn't have a lot of character, but it, yeah, it's, it's a nice place to live. Just, if you want a nice, clean place no, oh, I, I don't have any character. character. We'll give it a chance. Feels like you're living in a mall. <laughs> yeah, you know, but it takes time. Uh, I'll tell you the best thing that happened in San Francisco, yeah. and it's kind of ironically, was the earthquake, which took down all those overhead freeways because all those neighborhoods yeah. uh, that had overhead freeways, they were terrible at it. The Embarcadero Freeway, and there's one right in the middle of town that used to go up to the Presidio. Uh, that whole area behind City Hall was awful until so they took down the freeway. And now it's like this really cool, chic area. So, yeah. All right, let's get to the last things. I want to give Pianchi a chance to talk to you in, in a few minutes here. Um, but uh, okay. we've got the shutdown. I think we've, we haven't really talked Elon Musk 
And yeah, so let's do Shatani Lamas on the Bianchi. Newsom involuntarily recruits me. For what? Yeah, tell me about that. Because he's got the, the big debate with, okay. with Ron DeSantis, you know, the least desirable Republican right now for those of us that support Trump. Uh, and, uh, you, yeah, you know, I know. He's, he's, on the, he's on the out for sure. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, did you hear and, my Christina Bobby interview yesterday? Far behind him. Did you did you hear Christina Bobby yesterday? Christina Bobby yesterday said he's done politically. Yeah, he's, I caught her. I caught her. She was re- she was great. Yeah. Yeah. She, yeah. Was, she was really good. Yeah. Anyway, um, so what? Uh, I'd like so, I'd like to debate her one time. Um, and, um, I might be able so to arrange anyhow. that. That would be an interesting conversation. Yeah. Well, let me see what I can yeah. do. Okay. Well, I guess she's been on three times now. It's not nasty at all. It's very nice. So, you know. Well, um, and she'd be that way too. You know, and people on the show, if they're nasty, they're not on the show for very long. I do not tolerate that kind of stuff. You can disagree. You and I disagree all the time. Yeah. We, you know, but uh, that's important. And on the same note, you know, Uh uh, Jessica Rivera was also a very balanced approach to her reporting. I liked it. Um, So, yeah, you know, you know, good good content here. Uh, but we don't have to be yeah, fair and balanced. We're, we're not Fox News. <laughs> we're not. We do. Uh, there is you know, a, we're, actually you know. this is a good segue because Rick Amato, who is a former um, OANN um, anchor, uh-huh. uh, has his own show called Politics and Profit with Rick Amato, and huh. I was uh, I was taping an episode with him last Friday. And we we're talking about, you know, transgender overreach as I, is it going to end up, you know, undermining our whole our whole movement. That was my argument. Mm-hmm. And and at, we had a great show. We recorded it. And then a few hours later, Gavin Newsom um, vetoes bill AB 957, a bill that would require parents to affirm child's gender identity in custody battles. And we were like, wow, that guy must have hacked our call. I mean, everybody, everybody I, you know, I was on a lot of conservative programs the, like right. the week before that you know, with my old uh, recall buddies, and they were terrified of that bill. They were really up in arms over that bill. And then for Newsom to do something so kind of like anti-Newsom like that. Yeah. You know, after listening Mr. Woe. And it's not the first time the dinos in California have taken my advice. You know, I was the I was the the the, the bitch who got five hundred thousand Democrats to sign the recall mm-hmm. petition for Gavin Newsom, and then you know Christina Pelosi was trying to take credit for that at the California yeah, Democratic Nancy Pelosi's Convention. daughter, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. And yeah, Dino, just for those who don't Chuck know the Florida. term, that's that that's a Democrat name only. It's the uh, corollary to Rhino, which is yeah. the Republican uh, version of that. But that's interesting. Mm-hmm. So, so what did this bill? Uh, so, what was what's current law, and what was this bill going to do? Because this is worth explaining. Well, it's just what I said. It would, uh, it would have it would require parents to affirm a child's identity in custody battles, and you know, <clears throat> you know, I'm transgender, as, as everybody knows. But I, I, you know, picking this battle with parents and basically people who are, uh, you know, ambivalent towards us to begin with is just not a mm-hmm. smart move in my in my book. It's just asking for trouble that we just didn't need. Um, that we need help on a lot of fronts. They're talking about the um, equality bill that Tammy Baldwin, who is uh, a lesbian senator, put out. Mm-hmm. But, you know, that bill is toothless. You know, it says you can't do all this. Okay, great. You know, but what about the enforcement and remedies? Well, that's just not quite there yet. So <clears throat> that's what transgender people really need, not to pick fights with parents and schools and things like that. So that's what I was arguing. And apparently Newsom got that message. <laughs> 
because I, I guess I'm now his de facto uh, advisor, but uh, I'm going to be making that up when I work for uh, DeSantis to, just on the on the debate only to help <laughs> to help him give what he needs to humiliate Newsom. Interesting. Well, see, here's the problem. Um, the idea of, of custody uh, of this being in, in the courts, you know, we're talking about minors and minors shouldn't be in a position where they're yeah. doing this anyway. And so this shouldn't be yeah. uh, a law to begin with. And for those that you know, I mean, we do talk about this issue um, pretty openly. And, you know, as far as I'm concerned, it, it's not a kid's issue. This is not something that, that children should be doing. And since parents are responsible for their kids, you know, what I would say is, yeah. uh, well, you, this is a question you could answer. Um, is there any physical requirement that a teenager or, or a person, a preteen or, or someone even younger, you know, they can be transgender at any point in their life. What There's no requirement that they do it under 18, is there? Medically yeah. or there's well, no, let me, well, I'm let, let yeah. me answer your question about that because that's a that's okay. a great point, Greg. That there is an organization known as WPATH, and they are a, a working group within the American Psychiatric Association of America that mm-hmm. sets these guidelines. And one of the guidelines is, in order to be approved for what we call bottom surgery, that's anything below the navel, and, okay. and that stuff is irreversible. You know, right. everything else, most everything else is reversible. But that stuff isn't. Um, mastectomies, are they reversible? What's that? Mastectomies, they're not reversible. No, you're right. I'm sorry. That, that's one exception to that rule. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. But, interrupt. Um, Go ahead. The thing is, they have, to, they have to live in their intended gender for at least a couple of years before they'll approve those surgeries. Now, of course, a lot of trans people kind of do an end run around that and go to Thailand where they don't give a shit. Money talks over there. Yeah, that's but, too bad. <clears throat> And the, those are the those are the guiding principles for that, and that's the kind of standard that you have. Uh, you know, I've had parents call me wanting to get their kids on puberty blockers, not because they're you know they're trans, because just because they don't want them to go through puberty. Um, oh really? Oh, I never thought about that. That's that's yeah. really scary. Yeah. They don't want the kids to grow up. Yeah. Oof. So that's abuse. Yeah. That, that's kind of tough is to abuse see your right kids there. grow up. I don't. Bl- huh. Yeah. Interesting. So. It's it's a very open-ended question. There's you know there's also the question that you know the ephemeral desires of children. You know, like you know one day they want to be Spider-Man, the next day they might want to be a girl, and you know you have to all kind of maybe take it with a grain of salt. For the kids, let them play, um, let, let yeah, them play roles. Yeah. But you don't do you don't do permanent so life-altering the, surgery. Like, you know, don't let them do yeah. surgeries. Just let them like, right. you know if they want to present in a certain way, let them present. Mm-hmm. But maybe, you know, hold off on the surgeries until there's more maturity in the equation. So well, um, that's one of the many things we're talking about. It's very complex. Well, it's very complex. Yeah. It's very complex. Well, that's why we're asking the questions. So we, we take on the, the complex yeah. questions. But ethically and morally and medically, you wouldn't want to make a permanent change in somebody until we see who they are in their permanent form. In other words, a fully formed adult. Because yeah. if they're still changing yeah. and they're still developing and they're still in puberty, see, to me, I, even if it wasn't the law, you know, I still wouldn't do it Just be or, or have people do it simply because you're not an adult yet. How can you make an adult choice until you're an adult? So this shouldn't even be a law. Even adults can't make adult choices. <laughs> well, that's for sure. You know, they're yeah. having first, second, third acts nowadays. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, yeah there, there's a lot of, like, you know, regret in there. But one thing I want the listeners to know and take this very seriously is that they 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 talk about suicide stats? They're not hype. They are real. So we have to be very very careful with this. If, if children can't live 
if there's a perception that a, uh, that a child needs to live in a certain way to, to live, then, you know, undermining that could possibly have very dire consequences. So um, that's that's why you're seeing a lot more, like, acceptance of these things in school because they, they'd rather have, you know, a little bit of political turmoil than a, a dead child on their hands. So, it's interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I wonder yeah, how this was uh, dealt with years and years ago um, before we even heard the word transgender. You know, what, what, uh, so folks that, uh, that genuinely were, you know, feeling that they, they, they really, you know, can't live the life and, and the body that they were, were given. It's, it'd be an interesting, you know, what happened in schools. I mean, I guess, you know, people just didn't say anything, just live with it. Hmm. Yeah, that's yeah. what I did. <laughs> so, yeah. um, we're going to lose our, yeah, we can go into overtime here a little bit, but we've got, uh, um, we're going to be losing oh, our folks. So Marco, take caller. care. Yeah, Marco's, well, Pianchi left, but uh, we're in the you know, Netherlands. You know, oh. Marco's always on, on board now too. So uh, yeah. Um, Wait, there is, we go. Marco's question? What I didn't really have one. Uh, <laughs> Pianchi had to leave. He had someone at the door. <laughs> um, um, Pianchi asked if you were, if you said you were transgender. Yes. So I, I gave an answer on that. Yeah. Uh, and then it says, uh, yeah, Mark, Mark said the same thing I said earlier. Yeah. I don't know if people, maybe, I don't know if we, because that's not, I mean, you're on the show more for being progressive Democrat, you know, progressive caucus yeah. than yeah. anything else. The fact that you're trans is important. But I never want that to be the absolute focus because – and this is why I don't argue with them. Yeah. Because uh, I know when, when like, folks have called in, it's like they want to argue, well, the, the, yeah. the, the virtues of being transgender. It's like, no, that is not the reason that you're on the show. It's, it's something we need to talk about like we're doing now, but it's, it's not the focus all the time. And I just – you know, so for conservatives out there that are upset with me about that, live with it. <laughs> I'm not going to change. Uh, I'm not going to, I'm not going to uh, <laughs> you know, take out a voice simply because people might disagree. Anyway, but it is – uh, my solution is, you know, the out-of-the-box one, that since children should not be involved in, in any way with uh, drugs or surgery uh, until they're fully formed adults, this shouldn't even be a question. So parents shouldn't have to either affirm or deny, you know, what the children are saying. But the parents are responsible for the kids. So what they need to do is raise them. And, and if they need counseling yeah. and if they need help and if they just need whatever they need. You know, vacation, go away and talk to your parents. You know, I talk to my kid all the time. We spend all our weekends together, you know, as, as, a, as a divorced dad. You know, I spend every weekend with my kid until she graduated. Well, not quite graduated high school. I was like, go play with your friends. You're old enough. Here's a car. Get out of here. Mm-hmm. You know, time to be a kid. Um, but uh, so we spend a lot of time together talking about everything. And so if you raise your kids, you know, and but was it, here's something interesting that uh, my kid um, was a daughter, but we did, you know, what you might think of as guy stuff. I mean, I taught her to shoot. And then she showed me like hair barrettes from her latest accessory stuff. So she had no problem doing, you know, girl stuff, guy stuff under the traditional roles. And this is I wonder if this would be a thing for parents. It's like, you know, just because a kid is doing things that might be associated with, uh, you know, boy stuff or girl stuff doesn't mean that they are headed for a lifestyle of, of a trans person that this, this is going to be necessary in their life. You know, and kids like to explore different things. So how do we, you know, I mean, it's too bad we can't just do that. But the people that genuinely, like you say, two years, you know, before surgery, as an adult, this is a serious decision. This is yeah. a life-altering, life-changing, it's a permanent decision. Yeah. So if, you know, if kids want to learn different things, that, you know, and, and I wonder if the courts are going overboard. You know, it's like if a the dog is The hormones are one to, thing, you know. Go ahead. The hormones and presenting are one thing, but the surgery stuff, that's pretty serious. And take it from somebody who's had 
40 hours of plastic surgery. You know, before this, I was an 82-year-old Chinese man named Kwong. So they, they do good work. <laughs> it does work. It's amazing what modern medicine can do. Yeah. But it, like I say, yeah. just, because, uh, just because a kid wants to do things, you know, that uh, – and, and what I'm worried about is the courts are going to say, well, wait a minute. Your, your daughter, you know, shoots guns and hunts deer, and uh, therefore we need to affirm her as a boy. Well, that's ridiculous. Mm. There's a lot of girls that do that kind of stuff, or or boys, you know, yeah. as well. Your 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 boy uh, is taking cooking classes and uh, likes decorating decorating cakes. Therefore, we need to affirm his new gender. No, it's got nothing or to do orientation. With it. Yeah. So how do we separate people who do different activities, you, you know, um, from from becoming part of of an agenda? I guess that's what I'm concerned about. Well, for one thing, I would like to keep the agenda away from children. Okay. Um, I, I think, like I said before, I think that's picking a battle that that we really don't. In one, that's if we do pick that battle, we're going to die on that damn hill, and it's and we don't need to be doing that to begin with. We're we're already mm-hmm. pretty successful in society. We're accepted. Like I was saying on Rick's show, you know, for a time it was Camelot. You know, people were accepting us. We were getting our surgeries, and then some talentless mental defect had to go have a, a lingerie show and a beard in front of four year olds. And the whole thing went down. The yeah, that, well, there's always somebody who ruins it. You know, the best of intentions. There's always somebody who ruins it for everybody to try to make a name yep. for themselves, and mm-hmm. then the whole thing gets undermined. So what I'm talking, what I talked about in that episode, and uh, Rick should have it available soon. I'll post it up. Yeah, um, I'd love to, to share it. It's yeah, just absolutely. having some sort of like agenda for themselves, and, so, and some sort of mindset that says this is where we want to go, and this is what we, you know. These are things we don't need to like involve ourselves in and be distracted by because there's really nothing like that. Basically, if it feels good, do it. It's kind of the mantra of the LGBT movement, and that's going to mm-hmm. get us into problems at some point. So we yeah. we really need to not be like you know involving ourselves in, in in people's in parents' lives. Parents who I might underscore who are otherwise ambivalent to us. It's like yeah, you do you, girl, but just kind of you know stay away from my kids. And that that's not such a big ask, you know. So yeah, um, that's what I'm well, that's what I'm trying to get. And I, I, I speak to a lot of Republican groups about this. A lot of even the log cabin Republicans who are kind of you know against this stuff too. Um, I'm I'm reaching out to everybody. I'm trying to build consensus. I'm trying to repair the damage that the um, some of these more aggressive, you know, transgender people are are are, are trying well, to see, do. That's Get everything that's, that's, back on track. Yeah, that's the issue, and that goes for any issue. I mean, there are gun people that are super hyper, calling for civil war. It's like shut the hell up. <laughs> you know, uh, I mean, everybody's got their 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 wackos, and so, but we we are responsible for for controlling the wackos, and so this is why it's so important to have you on this show, and it's so important to get this message out that they you know that these people that want to do drag shows for four year olds need to be called out by the by the very movement they claim to be a part of. That's where the real credibility yeah. comes from. It's easy for, for a conservative or a Christian to say it's wrong for having drag shows in front of kids. But if a, if a transgender person comes and says, wait a minute, you know, here's what we want. Here's what's reasonable. Here's what we're asking for. This, this makes sense. What this drag person is doing in front of a four-year-old, this is completely wrong. That's going to have far more impact. It's far more important. Yes, I, I agree. And I'm available yeah. for those, those kinds of calls, too, if people want to reach okay. out to me. Uh, um, you know, just go to Bianca for Sanfordo.org. You can find our contact information and reach out and say, you know, we'd like your help with this, and and we'll we'll get we'll get to it. 
Yeah. Um, and you're free it, to bring it, guests it's, on, it's too. It's not good for anybody. Yeah. If if you want to bring guests on, on the show? We're actually, okay, well, good. Oh, this is going to be very working, interesting. Yeah. working on some people. Um, we've, um, we've been talking to the same people who hosted um, Lindell's call, and I think, I think oh. they're going to bite. So it's going okay. to be... It's gonna be good stuff. We'll we'll bring it. You know, you guys can have a conservative off and just be all, you know, we're looking together. And I'll try the, to get the some words in twice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That'd be interesting. You know? Yeah. Now this is this is all right. Yeah. I got one more issue to cover uh, the Elon Musk thing, and then we'll get your contact information once again. But I, this is a good thing that you're on okay. the, uh, the 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 anchor position here at the the last hour because we do tend to run over a little bit because we have so much to talk about. You know, I, I have uh, conservatives yeah. and America Firsters on all week, and then I have you <laughs> for like the one hour of, of progressive politics. It's it's really quite interesting. So I don't mind running over a little bit. It's it's worth it. So what happened with Elon Musk? What was that all about? Okay, so um, you, um, there was a, a progressive supervisor. His name is Dean Preston. I actually campaigned for him. And he is the brother-in-law of Rashida Tlaib, that congresswoman from uh, Washington State. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's also on the squad. And um, he was essentially kind of like saying, this is over, uh, I believe it was the, the car break-ins. We've had like 15,000 car break-ins in San Francisco. Right. And he's like, you know, he's, he's basically like, he was saying the same thing that I would. It's like, look, we need to solve the problem rather than just, you know, turn ourselves into a police state. Mm-hmm. And apparently that didn't sit too well with Elon Musk. And what happened was, is that a, a venture capitalist responded to Preston's tweet and said, I'm going to uh, donate $50,000 to get you out of office. And then Elon <laughs> Musk comes in and says, you know, I'm going to double that. <laughs> so um, I wish he'd donate to Action Radio. Yeah. I mean, you know, if, if we could uh, uh, show people how to write uh, bills. In fact, if you have a bill in mind, you know, it would be interesting to see what, uh, what you come up with. Um, but, yeah, you know, so any of these big donors out there, Elon, if you're listening, hey, we are the citizen legislature, and we cover – we are nonpartisan. We cover every potential or every political spectrum you can think of. Um, and so it's all about freedom and, uh, you know, prosperity for everybody. So uh, even if we have different ways of doing it. I'll put I mean, bills Elon on, on is a citizen of the yeah. city, so, yeah. Oh, he is. He's, yeah. Well, I, contact I, I, I bring him on. I've been wanting yeah. to talk to Elon for a uh, while. We're working on that. We've reached out to him before about uh, just campaign do- donations alone. But, that would be fascinating. You know, he, he does espouse a pretty open kind of, you know, town square. Mm-hmm. Um, well you know, I, ideals and we're uh, pretty open for him to like kind of pick on, on Preston. I thought was somewhat in poor taste because Preston is actually trying to do, you know, to help the city the most. He's actually battling people like breed who want to turn us into pods. Um, Preston? Preston. Yeah. His name is Dean Preston. Dean Preston. He's a, he's, he's County supervisor of the Alamo square and uh, Western, Western edition. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. I know that area. Yeah. Yep. My old, yeah, yeah, that's no. where I, I live. And, um, Oh, do you have um, one of the Rainbow Row houses? Come game. on, you can, come on, fess up. Are you? Are you, are you he knows. House house? Seriously, he owns one of those houses. <laughs> oh, he does. I'm not. He owns one. Yeah, he oh, owns it outright, way. and it's just like he's he's having his Danny Tanner wet Malibu, you know, Malibu dream <laughs> house over there. So I love that he, car. What are you talking about? This is one of my dream cars. That in the '67 Fire. Yeah. Yeah. Someday. He's All got right. the whole thing going on over there. You know, I went That's over to his house funny. one day to talk to him, and he's just sitting there watching the Warriors game in this living room. <laughs> Um, so Elon lives in San Francisco, or does but, he have a house there? I thought he liked borrowed couches. I would say he certainly has a house here, yeah. Okay. And, and obviously he works here. So. Um, well, I just want to. I'm pretty that. sure he was at the benefit yeah. for Biden last night with the rest of those, you know, human defects. 
but um, yeah. <laughs> that's a problem. Well, that's you know we'll t- we should talk about Biden sometime. We'll do that another day. But I want to talk to Elon about he the was fact here, that he was uh, here. I watched his motorcade go this morning before the show really? started. Um, huh? Yeah, he was a little uh, late. Apparently, um, the DoorDash people were late and Metamucil to him. So uh, oh no. Does he have a helicopter to land a on his bit. roof or something? <laughs> Does he have a helicopter to land in Alamo Square? You know, do they have a space for him to land, you know, and then just take off directly? I mean, I, I would think, Elon. No, I'm actually staying uh, closer to downtown, and I have a, a view of um, Knob Hill where he was staying, staying at the Fairmont Hotel. Okay. And um, Beautiful after hotel. he did a bunch of benefits for, you know, people lacking in mm-hmm. humanity in Atherton. Yeah, he came here and probably did a bunch of stops for the Gettys or something like that. Yeah. What well, I want to tell dollars yeah. a plate. $100,000 oh, a plate, top price, to have dinner uh. with a guy who won't even remember you three seconds after you. <laughs> exactly. I, you know, and I don't need that much. Well, I'll take it. 100000 would be a good donation for Action Radio. I could do a lot with that. But um, what I want to tell him. That I've wanted to tell him for years now, uh, ever since I wrote the bill, it's about a little over two years now, our big tech bill, that we, the, if he had simply mm-hmm. marketed our big tech bill nationally and to Congress and got people to, to send the link in, you know, he spent $44 billion on Twitter and they still censor me. You know, he could have spent $44 million, yeah. you know, 1000 less. You know, uh, on uh, marketing our bill, which uh, and then he could have cured all of censorship of big tech. Because our bill says that, uh, you know, the, the liability immunity is maintained for big tech over anything anybody posts or puts in a message or what they do with the search in, engine information. That's not on them, you know, any more than uh, if you threaten a public official is on, on your phone company. It's not on them. They didn't do anything. They're just providing a phone service. Same thing with big tech. They're providing interactive computer services. And so what our bill does is says, okay, so big tech is immune from whatever you do. However, if they touch anything you do, a post, you know, your messages, your account, shadow ban, you know, all the things I'm under, restrictions, community standards, all that kind of stuff, then they lose their immunity and they can be sued. So you let the trial lawyers handle it. That's how you handle big tech. That's what our bill does. Very simple. doesn't cost the taxpayers any money. Most of our bills don't. Um, but it provides a, a liability mechanism where big tech, you know, goes beyond providing you a service and starts messing with your service. Then they lose their, their immunity and they can be sued. And I would have saved him $43 billion, you know, $999 million or, or, you know, whatever it would have been. Yeah. Yeah. Put that, put yeah. that money where it needs to be in the Ukraine, right? <laughs> well, no, he could have put the money anywhere oh. else, but uh, I wouldn't buy Twitter. Um, oh, they would have sent it to Ukraine. Let's not kid ourselves. Well, that's, the other, that's another problem. Yeah. So shut down yesterday. That is a what's, huge What's, what's going to happen? And Saturday? I and I was pissed off over the Talibi report too. I was I Which was incensed over that. The Talibi report? report is um, they they were taking orders from the FBI. You know who was? I mean, it, that's not the San Francisco I know. Twitter was. Twitter was saying you know um, they were telling. Well, they the, were in the, the sense Talibi. The they, FBI they, was, was calling for censorship. The FBI of certain people. was saying to downplay the Hunter Biden stuff because they thought it was a, a hoax. Right. And the thing is, the San Francisco that I know lives to get that phone call from the FBI so we can tell them where to shove it. <laughs> yeah, and, and for them to like say, yes, sir, may I have another, was just, yeah, that's, in, that's, that's, that's incensed me to no end. But I saw you know, Twitter people being totally interviewed. This arrogant woman was happy to, you know, delete the president's account, President Trump's account. That's the ultimate in arrogance to to deny a president of the United mm. States the ability. Whether you agree with him or not, it doesn't matter. I, you know, as much as, as I despise Biden, I would not cut him off from the American public in, on social media. 
But what you do is you, you just provide just you know, better ideas. <laughs> well, yeah, exactly. But but the point is that you don't you know you don't you don't uh, in a free country you don't stop debate by by you don't you don't change debate by simply cutting it off. What you do is you have better ideas and, and better arguments. I mean that's that's how free society is supposed to work. And so that's why you know that's my what I would, with that's what I would argue too. Yeah, I, I would say you know it's better off to hear what they have to say. Then mm-hmm. to send them off into some corner of the internet where they can, you know, collude freely. You really want to know what they're up to rather than, yeah. you, know, you know, send them to Discord or something like you. that. Yeah. So, so um, you like the title of the show I mean, today? They, they, they would say it's <laughs> spreading like, hate, ahead. and it's like, okay, you know, you're spreading hate, but you really you want, you want to know what they're up to. You want to know what they're saying. You want to know what they're thinking so you can counter, so you can counter them. Rather than and this, this, this frustrates me. Disagreement is not hate, and and something that you disagree with is not disinformation or misinformation. You know, and the idea that people have to. This is the part that killed me. That was when they said we have to protect people from misinformation. No, you don't, because there's no guarantee that what you're saying isn't misinformation too. And so we know there's a lot of misinformation out there. You know, the vaccines are safe and effective. You know, the Ukraine war can be won. Ukraine can beat Russia. I mean, there's a lot of really <laughs> bad misinformation out there that is just stupid. Uh, you know, masks protect you from COVID when we all know that the size of a COVID virus compared to the pores in a mask, you know, that COVID thing is, is minuscule compared to the spaces in a mask. We know they don't work and that they still want people to wear masks. Mm-hmm. So you like our show title today? GOP goobers political masturbation debate at the Reagan library. I, thought was, I, I couldn't believe I said <laughs> that. But anyway, I was having a little fun today. So so let's get one last, one last point. They're, they're so definitely the not. They're not having their day. That's for sure. You know, this whole <laughs> so thing why are they the, debating? The budget. I mean. What are they going to accomplish? Why? Why? What? What, what, are, what are the goobers going to accomplish in their debate tonight? You know what? what well, we talk about the budget. We got to cover that too, just real quickly. But the debate tonight is anybody watching? But people it? should watch it because it's going to be hilarious. It's going to be the same thing as last time where they tr- they try to pin who's more deep state on the other guy. You know, it's going to be great. <laughs> you know, I actually, I, I, you know, this, this may be a good point. I missed the first debate. You're the deep so state I, guy. No, you are. You know? We have a great clip about Vivek Raswamy on our YouTube channel, Bianca for San Francisco, where you know the, um, Stephen Colbert basically calls him out on his bullshit and says, "No, you're actually exploiting the woke stuff so you can benefit. So you're oh, yeah. really oh, not anti-woke. <laughs> he's pure deep state swamp." Uh, there's a Washington Post has an article about him, uh, you know, with his business dealings with uh, Chinese communist officials. And I did a patent search on him. the guy; hasn't invented anything. He's a total fraud. You know, yeah. He's complete fraud. Yeah. He's got a law degree. And, that he's and, never and they're all they're all frauds. That's yeah. that's the beautiful part. Yep. They're all going to yep. be sitting there trying to accuse the other ones of being a fraud, being the deep state. But they all. Yeah. That's why I call so, it the political you know, masturbation it's gonna be, debate. It's going to be like watching like a, a a couple you hate really bad break up, <laughs> and they bring out all their nasty laundry in front. Of, that's and exactly you don't care. what it's going to be. And and you and don't care. That and and that's out. why I watch Russian Today too, because it's the same uh-huh. thing. It's like for a while, like you know, Russia and America were like friends with benefits, mm-hmm. and now that they're breaking <laughs> up with Ukraine, like all the dirty laundry's coming out, and like you're yep. learning everything that they didn't want you to know about each other. So uh, yeah, I think we should that's wrap fun. it up here. I gotta, I gotta. Okay, no, that's fine. Um, I appreciate the extra time. Yeah, I think we've covered everything. Yeah. Pretty much. We'll see what happens yeah, on the shutdown. Yeah, Except for the planners, we'll get those next time. Exactly. So contact information one last time, and then I've got to play all my announcements. I haven't played a single one. <laughs> so I've, I've got some catching yeah. up to do. All right. Thank you, Bianca. Uh, so Bianca for San Francisco.org, one phrase. It's got all of our contact. You can also look up our link tree, which is uh, Bianca, the letter and the number four SF. 
And uh, please donate to our campaign. You know, every $250 you donate, we're able to train uh, at-risk youth in Excel and Office and market research and give them uh, skills that they can take for a lifetime. So um, we're doing a lot of great work. We're nailing Nancy Pelosi every way, (laughs) every way, (laughs) from every which way. And, uh, yeah, I appreciate the donations. I appreciate listening, you guys listening to us. And... Well, I appreciate having you on the show. I mean, uh, like I said, there's not a lot of uh, progressive folks that would come on the show. And I'm not even conservative. I'm way to the right of that. You know, I'm anti-federalist. So, yeah. uh, you know, it's nice to have you here. I really appreciate it. All right. Good deal. See you next week, Greg. Bye-bye. Sounds good. Thanks, Bianca. Bye now. So, yeah, I've been uh, – I haven't had a chance to play a single announcement. It's been, it's been actually really cool. Wednesdays are like that, you know, from Bill to Wendy to Bonnie to Bianca. Uh, Wednesdays are very busy here. Now, tomorrow I have a very special guest, and that is uh, Gregory Wrightstone of the CO2 Coalition. So all those uh, questions you had about, uh, you know, the, the climate change that isn't, you know, that's uh, the carbon that we do need, <laughs> carbon dioxide, we're going to answer those tomorrow. He's only got about half an hour, so I'll, I'll do like I did with uh, uh, Christina Bob. I'll ask a lot of questions. Get, uh, get some you know short, decent answers and just see how much I can cover. Anyway, it's now 1020. We're a little bit over time. Um, let's get the contact information for the show, and I will see you all tomorrow at the usual time, 7 a.m. Central Time. Here is your Action Radio contact and website information. The call-in line is 215-383-3832. Our show site is is blogtalkradio.com slash citizenaction. Same link, live and a podcast. Please share all our shows. We have live chat at the bottom of the broadcast page available worldwide. Sign in to your free account and type away. We have an internet Skype line where you can call the show worldwide also. Please see the broadcast page for our Skype name. Call in during the show to get approved. Our bill writing site is writeyourlaws.com, W-R-I-T-E-Y-O-U-R-L-A-W-S, writeyourlaws.com. This is where anyone can write a bill and start the process of it becoming law. My paid and free subscription column is at gregpenglis.substack.com. Please consider a paid subscription of $5 per month or greater. For contributions to Action Radio, please go to givesendgo.com slash actionradio. We have over 20 Action Radio Facebook groups. Use the Facebook search window by putting in Action Radio to find our groups. My public email is greg at writeyourlaws.com. Please contact me about advertising on Action Radio and helping our mission of freedom. Thank you for listening. Do you know your way around healthcare, insurance, pharmacies, surgery, alternative treatments and choices? I don't. Which is why I'm so glad I met Priscilla Romans, had her on Action Radio, and learned about health patient advocacy. She is the founder of Great Care. And now as an affiliate of Great Care, we are proud to offer through our discount code, WYL, which stands for Write Your Laws, a 10% discount. Grace Care saves you both time and money. They provide medical advocacy, consultation, advice, and recommendations nationwide. Their website is gracecare.com. That's G R A I T H K 
gracecare.com. You can email them at gracecare.adm at gmail.com or call them at 469-864-7149. That's 469-864-7149. Grace Care, better health through better knowledge and advocacy. Well, that sounds good. Even better. Okay, how about your car? If you want the best service for your vehicle, please talk to James at Florida Stores Automotive, conveniently located at 6715 Caroline Street in the historic district of Milton, Florida, right between the Milton Bakery and the Blackwater Trail. Whether you need an oil change or an entire engine replaced, this is the place. The phone number is 850-623-6651. That's 850-623-6651. Call, ask questions, and get the information you need. Florida Stores Automotive is a full-service automotive shop for both domestic and imports, modern and classic. It is a family-owned business here in our Milton community. Open weekdays from 7.30 to 5 p.m., Florida Stores Automotive is a convenient place to keep your car maintained and on the road. Ask them about Firestone Tires and the rotation and maintenance plan. Florida Stores Automotive. I go there. You should, too. This is Greg Penglis for Strikeforce, your source for pure energy. Strikeforce is a concentrated energy drink that turns a half liter of your favorite beverage into an energy drink. You make your energy drink yourself. Action Radio is an affiliate of Strikeforce, so our listeners get a 20% discount. All you do is add our code, W-Y-L, to the discount code window at checkout. W-Y-L comes from our website, Write Your Laws. So, you can get your energy drink, a 20% discount, and help Action Radio change the relationship of we the people to our government. Not bad. Strikeforce is at StrikeforceEnergy.com. That's StrikeforceEnergy.com. Com. Start your engines. Greg Penglis here for my book, The Complete Guide to Flight Instruction. Everyone at some point in their life wants to learn how to fly. Few try. Even fewer go on to get a license. I believe a major reason for that is how we teach people how to fly. My book is designed to help you navigate the flight training system, but it's so much more than that. It really describes an entirely new way to teach flying. So if you've never tried a lesson or got discouraged in your training and quit for any reason, this book can help you. Don't be a rope pilot who just follows procedures. Be a thinking pilot who makes great decisions, who understands all the reasons why we do what we do. You can incorporate these principles into your own flight training at any time. The Complete Guide to Flight Instruction is featured on the Action Radio with Greg Pankless Facebook page and is available from Amazon.com. Action Radio. Part of the ADHD Radio Network. The ultimate free speech zone. We the people give our consent to be governed through writing the laws by which we are governed. 
that have the power through juries to nullify the laws by which we do not consent to be governed. At Action Radio, we don't report the news. We are the news. Every other show reports what has happened. We talk about what can happen. From the questions no one has thought to ask, to the answers no one has thought to consider, to the actions no one has dared to take. That is Action Radio.